0: This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors.
1: 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: I have some stories. It's uh, the junk drawer. Oh, really? It's yeah, right. it's going to be all, uh-huh. you know, Corona-based things. So maybe I should come up with a new name for the foreseeable future. The Corona drawer. For uh, some of these. Uh, corona. There you go. I guess, well, technically not activities, but... How about the Corona Cupboard? The Corona Cupboard. (laughs) That's... Okay, we'll put that one in there for now. All right. We'll see if we can come up with uh, something. Corona Cupboard. Uh, All right, so Catholics who have been trying to abstain from meat on Fridays for Lent can stop because we are all making enough sacrifices during the coronavirus crisis. That's according to the Bishop of uh, Matuchin... Uh, which is in New Jersey, I guess. Metuchen? Is it Metuchen? Metuchen, maybe. Okay. Is he going to buy the Pope? Yeah, uh, that's my a good mom question. only listens the hell are you to the Pope. Doing over
2: there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that.
0: Uh, the Reverend James uh, Chechio, head of the diocese from uh, Metuchen, uh, said that he is granting a dispensation from abstaining on meat for the remainder of Lent, except on Good Friday. Uh Cecchio said that he it's made, your
2: balls. I'm going to be my touching with my foot.
0: Uh he said that uh he made the decision given the difficulties of obtaining some types of food and the many other sacrifices which we are suddenly experiencing given the coronavirus. So if you're looking for a bright spot in this whole pandemic, you can have meat on Fridays. Well, only if you uh, only if you know, I guess you're in their diocese, right? Yeah, then you're screwed otherwise. Yeah, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I don't know if, like, it, you know, if my mom were to hear that, even from, like, our bishop yeah. in in the Philadelphia Archdiocese, if she would... Uh, would
2: she encourage... accept it from a, a papal decree? Uh, probably, okay. yeah. Okay, right. yeah, she's got because... to hear it from
0: on high.
3: Yeah, yeah. because uh, when um, St. Paddy's Day fell on a Friday, you know, whenever, right. uh, in, in the uh, most recent uh, time, he, she cooked... Uh, Ham and cabbage on St.
2: Paddy's. And the
3: Pope had given a a special dispensation.
0: I hear you. Okay. Uh, So Catholics are usually instructed to abstain from meat on Ash Wednesday and then on Fridays during Lent as an act of sacrifice and self-discipline in the weeks leading up to Easter. Uh, The diocese includes about 600,000 Catholics in Middlesex, Somerset, Hunterton, and Warren counties. It's unclear if the Archbishop of Newark and the bishops in the Trenton, Camden, and Patterson diocese are planning to announce similar dispensations to allow Catholics to eat meat on the last two Fridays before Good Friday and Easter.
2: They're going a little more hardcore pressing during Mass. When they do resume, the Eucharist will be placed with hamburger patties. Wow. That's I mean, that's, that's, that's that going is the other a way.
0: quantum leap in the other way. Sliders, probably, because, because they're smaller yeah. and they look more like you, Chris. Uh, New Jersey. I did not know this has one of the highest percentage of Catholics in the nation. Really? Uh, yep. And the state and jug handles. Coincidence. And the five. Yes. The state's five <laughs> dioceses have made unprecedented decisions in recent weeks to cancel masses, postpone funerals and weddings and encourage worshipers uh, to stay at home. I did not know that New Jersey was one. Of no, the me I mean, he
2: did not. Know. Also, the, the highest one the, is it the highest concentration of wealth in the country as well? One of the highest. Of I had seen that before. California, I guess. yeah, as well.
0: the, the highest number of, of uh, yeah millionaires or billionaires, thousandaires, sure. thousandaires, and
2: also um, <laughs> the uh, that was the smartest. We we heard one of the, one of the uh, one of the surveys said yeah, Jersey gets pretty bad rap. I know it, it, it's blueberries got some good things. (laughs)
4: Blueberries. the (laughs) blueberries.
2: Tomatoes.
0: Tomatoes.
2: Archaeological digs. Could you maybe offer us something else other
3: than that? I mean, like, if you think about it, like, you know, if you're in New Jersey, you look over the river and you see the beautiful Philadelphia and New York skylines. But when you're in New York, you look at Hoboken and Camden and you know all the like so give what, us what would you want I, I do take some of this wealth that you're talking about and sink it in give us some some high high rises to look at or
0: something you don't need the high rises you you got the you got the shore you've got the beautiful farmland okay
2: beautiful right. Camden so. shore yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> no the other Are you, you, you oh, got to go east go <laughs> right. further east uh by you way, guys the
5: way touting. I'm sorry Brandon? I'm sorry Yes. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, but... no, you're right. Nick is bringing up the uh, the commercials Touting Camden and how everything is on the uh, on the upswing and it is. Statistically, Camden has a has been enjoying a massive turnaround. By the way, Connor just pulled up
0: some stats. It looks like Rhode Island has the largest percentage of uh Catholics no in the nation, which I'm, I'm, that's kind of random, Rhode Island. Wait. Rhode Island, then New Jersey, then California, then New York. That's percent of uh Catholic per uh, the population of. Huh. Yeah. Uh let's see what else I got in More here. More from the Corona cupboard. <laughs> corona cupboard. Or the quarantine corner. As somebody is uh Sure, that's a good posted as well. Quarantine. A global shortage of condoms is looming and I mean what? this is big time. The world's biggest producer of condoms said after a coronavirus lockdown forced it to shut down production. Malaysia's Carex Bhd makes one in every five condoms globally. Huh. It has not produced a single condom from its three Malaysian factories for more than a week due to the lockdown. And that's already a shortfall of 100 million condoms. Oh, my God. Normally marketed internationally by brands such as Durex, supplied to state health care systems such as Britain's NHS or distributed by aid programs. Could you use finger cuts? If you got pressed, what are those?
2: You know the things that like people have, like a rotting fing- fingernails or whatever you can put over the end of your
0: fingers. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, I could. Casey could. I was going to say it, but he would have gotten mad at me. Yeah, Well, it's a dick thing to say to somebody? <laughs> but he said it, and uh, now it's, I mean, if, if you have a small, yes.
2: narrow penis, that might be an option, Preston.
0: Uh, but a hundred million condoms—that's a big wow. deal, and especially for these healthcare systems. Uh, the company was given permission to restart production on Friday, but with only fifty percent of its workforce under a special. Ex- Exemption for critical industries.
3: When I was in college, you could get free condoms over at the health center. I don't know if that was the same for
0: you guys, Kathy and, and Nick. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you never had to buy them. You know what I should do just for fun? Just, you know, one night with the wife, say, hey, Let's go old school. No. <laughs> Let's do a throwback session tonight. I'm going to wear a rubber because you you got a vasectomy. You don't need it. Why not? No, but walk, know, walk down memory lane. What's you know what would be the point of it? I wonder if people. No, there's, no. there's no. no way anybody would it be bothered. She got pregnant. Would ever wear rubber because they like it? You know what no, I mean? No, that's no, that is a crock of crap. Yeah.
2: I, I had some. Mm. I had bear bags which I'd use for a while, which I'd get at my favorite. Pharmacy, you might confuse it with the Sunoco station, but... Uh, they were called barebacks? They were called barebacks. Okay. Yeah, but they were very thin. I'm yeah. sure they, they were... If you use them properly, they provided 10% protection. i oh, bet they did. Uh, but the... Um, uh, you know, uh, here's something you can do if you are in a pinch. Buy pre-made pigs in the poke. No. Take, <laughs> take, take the take out. Take
3: the pig out and uh,
2: close up the end of it. Okay.
3: Did I, right. did I see it in a movie or did somebody tell a story about how uh, they had a friend who, who uh, used to self... Indulge into those things as far because cleanup was better.
2: Into pigs in the poke?
3: No, no, no. Into into condoms. So oh. that like when when everything was done, no fuss, no muss.
2: Uh, no, come on, uh, no, no. I, I, I had a friend
5: uh, that tried that, Casey, and and he he thought that it was for that reason. Uh, And then he realized that uh, he was not getting the condoms for free and that it cost him too much money every time he wanted to do that to have to wear a condom.
0: Listen, besides, even if you have one of those on, and I remember the days of using that, you still need to do a little bit of tidying up when you take that thing off. Yes, you do. It's not like you take it off and go... Whistle clean, you know, like, you know it has, you like, gotta, it, like it has a pull tie at the yeah, end, right? And you put it in with your regular trash. It's
2: no, it's not worth the, the, the loss honey, of sensation. Sex was wonderful and so cleanly. Yes, so thanks good. you
0: for not thanks for not dribbling on my duvet. Uh, so the chief executive, Go uh, Miyakat. Yeah, I know. Uh, said my concern is that for a lot of humanitarian programs deep down in Africa, the shortage will. Not just be two weeks or a month, that uh, shortage can run into months. Uh, Malaysia is Southeast Asia's worst affected country, by the way, with uh, the coronavirus. The lockdown is due to remain in place uh, for them until at least April 14th. Uh, The other major condom-producing countries are China, where the coronavirus originated and led to widespread factory shutdowns, and India and Thailand, which are seeing infections spiking only now, so there will probably be more shutdowns, which means less condoms. Uh, makers of other critical items like medical gloves have also uh, faced some hiccups in their operations in Malaysia as well. So I didn't know that oh, that was That's a
2: huge issue. You know something a else? latex area. another element of two press. a lot of people have been purchasing the magnum condoms and using them as sleeping bags. Okay. And so that is diminished <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: diminished the availability of those by the way, in case you jotted this down, if you did watch Tiger King, remember Joe exotic used to hand out condoms with his yes, face on. That's them. right. Yes. So, to, to, like, kids. yeah, Yes, to children. It's mean, like handing out bullets to people. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, that is, uh, that's on the way. That shortage of condoms may be happening. So, so just, yeah. So, hoard your condoms. Well,
2: or at least though. take them out, put them in the washing machine, and then put them out on the
0: line to dry. Okay, yeah, and then they'll be ready to go. All right, uh, what else have I have here for you? Let me dig into the quarantine corner or Corona Cupboard. And uh, find something for you. Oh, yeah, this is, this is kind of an, an interesting... Are you washing your hands every time you pull out of that thing? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. But I'm the only one that goes in here. That's true. Okay. That's so okay. So uh, Walmart's EVP, Executive Vice President of uh, Corporate Affairs, has stated that Walmart has been reporting an increase in the sales of tops, but not bottoms as far as clothing goes. And it's funny, it says, we're seeing increased sales in tops, but not bottoms. So people who are concerned, obviously, from the waist up, these behaviors are going to continue to change and evolve as people get accustomed to uh, their new lifestyle, if you will. So they're saying it might be because some people are... Using the video conferencing more often, and they just buy new stuff for the top because that's all anybody's seeing. They're just porky pigging it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> now, I, was conducting... my... go ahead, Kathy.
6: I was talking to my neighbor yesterday, and uh, you know he he uh, has to do some sort of business conferences, and his wife told me that he'll put a button you know button down shirt on, but still just keep his sweatpants on. Kathy,
2: isn't that the the, the standard go to for people in uh, broadcast news that you wear a like a uh, or, or a, well, women can't
0: get away with it if they're wearing a
2: dress. Yeah, no, obviously. I don't think
6: they really actually do that. But occasionally, you'll see somebody with like sneakers on. Or and, Well,
0: I remember over at NBC Ten, Steve Levy, who used to work there, he always yeah. wore jeans. Always wore jeans and wear a suit all from the, the time. Waist up. Dan Rather. Short shorts <laughs> and flip flops. Wow. Suit up
2: above the waist. Yeah, short shorts and flip flops below. Actually, I uh, think it was, uh, Alex Sarah... Holly. Oh, I'm
3: sorry. I was going to say Alex Holly is a. Um, she does the same thing, but she wears sweatpants because it's so cold in the studio. Okay, okay. all right, Nick.
5: Last week, uh, Sarah Silverman tweeted something out to the effect of, uh, "You know, I, I, I put on pants this uh, morning and I, I had trouble breathing. I thought maybe I was being affected. But it turns out I just was wearing jeans for the first time in a week."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little uh, it's a little weird. I wouldn't doubt it if over at, if uh, uh Fox 29 they did that because in their their studios they are freezing F freaking yeah. cold.
2: Yep. We last time we what was it the classroom? Yeah. Went in there and it was super cold. TV studios by and large tend to run colder, but that one is because they, had, they use a lot of light yeah, and, and they but, have open bonfires. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was yeah,
0: I, I agree so I can understand why Alex might want to do that. But by the way, so so at Walmart online they're seeing an increase in tops and a decrease mm-hmm. in bottoms. Uh, uh, Walmart is also seeing an increased sale of cleaning products, uh, entertainment products, and crafting items, as you might imagine. Stuff to be oh, part of crafts. <laughs> Kathy's happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see, what else we have here? Uh, how about this? Professor Mark Blaygrove from uh, Swansea University says a lack of. Of stimulation caused by staying at home for long periods of time is changing the way people sleep and dream. Hmm, How so? He says that many are experiencing a surge in feelings of boredom and also in their levels of stress and worry, all of which can impact your dreams. In some cases, making them more emotional.
2: You're going to have to tell us later on
0: because you apparently had a Tiger King dream. I can tell you now if you want. It's it's not really long. Okay. And, and it's directly because, you know, we're we're obsessed with this show. We've finished it, but uh, leading up to that, I maybe, I didn't watch more than, than two episodes a day, I don't think. Or maybe we did three right. and then two and then one. But anyhow, so I had a dream the other night and I woke up and I'm like, I can't believe I just dreamt about this. I was working for Joe Exotic for some reason or another. Do you want the theme song behind you or describe uh, it? No, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, and <clears throat> Joe tells me, he gives me three tigers and I have to watch them. Now, oh my God. They're like, they're young tigers. They're not kittens, but they're big enough to wear, you know, they can eat you if they want sure. to. Sure. So he says, he had me stay in this car. He's like, I want you to keep these three tigers in here. It's a dream I had. So uh, I go, okay. So he leaves. Do and, then, a favor. and all of a sudden people are walking by the car and they see that I have tigers in there. They open the door and they yeah. start getting in the car with me. And I mean, it's a dream, so it's weird. So all these people start piling in this car, and I'm like, no, get out of here. I gotta keep these tigers in here. Get out of this car. Joe's gonna be mad at me. And and everything gets all confused, and the next thing I know, the tigers are gone. Oh, oh my no. god! No. And apparently they ran into this hotel and convention center where there are people, you know, so now I'm panicking. Got to get the tigers back. So Joe comes back, and instead of like getting mad and yelling at me, we go and we we start searching after these tigers. And you can hear people like screaming in the background and stuff. And we're trying to track. They're down probably and, there and get these yeah. tigers. Yeah. <laughs> so it 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 essentially it was a panic dream. It was one of those yeah. things where I, I have to do this. I have to. Oh, oh my god, we gotta you know. And and so I woke up and I'm like you know my heart's all racing and stuff because I think people are gonna die because of me. <laughs> And then I and then it dawned on me like you just dreamt about that goddamn show.
2: Listen, Preston, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> You're a your good-looking fellow. Can I massage
0: your chest for a few minutes? But it was a legit, straight-up nightmare about Tiger King. Tiger King. C- it, it it penetrated uh, my my ego, my uh, my my, my, uh, my mental. By the way, did we all finish it, by the way? Yes. 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 Okay. Just okay. To... Uh, quick quick question.
2: Are, are people having, I would
0: assume they're having restless night sleeps, right? Um, well, it says here since uh, since many people are, are no longer commuting, they also are sleeping more and therefore have more time to dream. So I think, no, I don't think they're having restless. I think it's just the, oh, okay. their mind is more active and it's creating... Uh, Dreams to be more emotional. It says, and they're probably... Preston,
2: come in here and give me a massage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're probably having longer dreams as well. It's okay. Don't worry. I have a whole bunch of condoms. I was hot to him because I was the only one that had teeth. Yeah. In oh my the, god. the entourage, yeet. so we call him Teeth because he has teeth. Uh, <laughs> he adds, "This is according to the professor. He said that uh, there may be an increase in dreaming about things at home, such as pets, or an increase in dreams about somebody you have not spoken to or seen in a while due to the long time spent on social media." Wow. So if you're having odd dreams, if things are a bit weird or maybe more vivid. Uh, it's probably, if you are spending time in self-isolation, that it's probably that.
2: I find that if I, I, I now on the weekend, I I sleep till, you know, a a couple hours extra, but I find if I sleep past a certain amount of hours, I, I wake up and I have like a headache all day. No kidding. It, it, It doesn't, the more I sleep, the less restful, the less rested I feel. And that's why. Uh, I love my sleeping over bed. but yeah. I get a solid night's sleep, and then I'm I'm good to go. That's the, the only way I can play it. I've tried every iteration, and it doesn't work as effectively as that. Huh.
3: I slept till 11 o'clock yesterday. Oh, my wow, God. dude. Now, I was up till three. Wow. Watching Ozark. Watching- oh. <laughs> Well there you go. Oh, had finished Tiger. You missed Tiger. Brady uh, yeah. brunch on Me TV. <laughs> I know. That's right. That's case I, saw I
6: didn't start it is Ozark is it good this season?
3: Kathy, uh it wraps up great. I uh, I have okay. a hard time watching that show because I I basically hate every single character on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh except for Jason Bateman, I kind of like him, but every character on that show. What about Sam the Butcher? Me. Sam the Butcher's fine. Oliver, I'm like what's the <laughs> point? Um But Is this
6: the final season? Uh
0: Kathy, it doesn't seem like it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so wow, slept till eleven. Okay. Yeah. That's uh... I was up to... so I did that and then
3: I went to bed and I started watching Endgame, you know. So I have to watch endgame to a certain point and then I can fall
0: asleep. So I was probably up to like four. Jesus <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So the whole sleep into eleven thing kinda, you know. Yeah. I, I... It's not like I slept in. I think what you do before you go
2: to bed, if you have like 10 minutes before you're going to go to sleep, put on something short
0: like Endgame. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. All right. uh, Let me find something else to talk about. Then we're going to have to take a break in just a moment. Um how about... I'm doing all corona-related things. How about this? I got it. Do you have anything like Ebola or leprosy? No, none of that for now. Okay. But we'll make sure we get back to that in, in due time. Ralph Lauren is the latest to start making medical masks and gowns. Uh, there are uh, some other designer brands that are lending their support. Uh, the fashion designer announced, announced the shift in production through its charitable arm on Thursday. The Ralph Lauren Corporation Foundation will start making 250,000 masks and 25,000 isolation gowns in the U.S. Other fashion brands have also pledged to help make urgently needed medical wear. I bet you those gowns will be fabulous. (laughs) The foundation will also donate $10 million towards the global response. Uh, Ralph Lauren himself said, At the heart of our company there has always been a spirit of togetherness that inspires our creativity, our confidence, and most importantly, our support for one another. In the past weeks and months... That spirit has never wavered. It all changed for me when I saw a tiger. <laughs> uh, other well-known retailers are also shifting production lines and manufacture face masks and gowns. Luxury coat brand Canada Goose said that it will be making gowns to be donated to healthcare workers. Preston,
2: come in here and help me
0: make some gowns <laughs> and take your shirt off. He's invaded every bit of me. Uh, that sounded really perverse, didn't <laughs> Yeah, not it? He's I like <laughs> your <thinking. laughs> Now you're getting it, Tiger Buddy. Oh. Uh, the production will start at two of its previously closed Canadian manufacturing <laughs> facilities next week. With the initial goal of uh, producing scrubs and gowns, by the way. So, That's great. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, who was it? Um, uh, some of the scents, uh are... are uh, like five cents and a penny? No, 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 no. 50, oh, smells. 50 cents. Yeah are uh, or you know making hand sanitizer and stuff like that so they're switching their productions. By the
2: way, we need to, and a lot of people have asking me about local the local distilleries that are making the hand sanitizer. Yeah. We uh, we that information is is up online is it not? It's pretty much everybody
0: man. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, I've started getting emails and they're they're all doing that type of thing. Marissa?
7: Yeah, I was actually just thinking while I was baking coffee, I'm going to make a blog of all of the distilleries and breweries that are still open and doing takeout there and are, the ones that have the uh, the hand sanitizer.
2: Thank you. For that, because there are a ton of them, and they 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 they're now pushing them up. If you've seen Preston on, on TV, even chains and stuff are going to great lengths to establish how they're not touching things and so on and so forth. You can, you can if you if you do have the resource to do it help these businesses. So that'd be great if you could do that. That's awesome. Yeah, resident.
7: and we have the Shop Local page, of course, which has tons of restaurants and all that good stuff.
0: Yep. Yep, all right there for you. All right, thank you. And that's all I'm going to reveal from well the uh, Corona cupboard. You uh, you strangled Corona from a lemon this morning, and we have uh, several other things to get to. Love Preston and
8: Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks.
2: Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate StevenSinger.com.
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano.
9: Today is Thursday, May 28th. Good morning, Kathy.
6: Good morning. In the news this morning, a woman has been arrested in connection with a hit-and-run crash that left a young girl dead and her family members injured on Wednesday night in Philadelphia's Mayfair section. Police say the woman was behind the wheel of a truck and was driving at a tremendous speed when she struck a small SUV occupied by a grandmother, a mother, and her two daughters, ages 3 and 7. CPR had to be performed on the 3-year-old who was eventually rushed to St. Christopher's Hospital for children where she was pronounced dead. A witness said a few blocks away at Frankford and McGee Avenues. The woman struck a different car occupied by two people and fled the scene. The witness followed the woman and called police as she struck another uh, struck the uh, small SUV and then landed on a parked car. She seemed to be intoxicated by some means said Captain Johnny Walker with the Philadelphia Police Department. Police say the woman was taken to Nazareth Hospital for treatment and for blood tests. Her distraught boyfriend was seen uh, crying at the crash scene. The mother, grandmother and seven-year-old sister were being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. The two people in the car in the first accident were being treated for minor injuries as well. The U.S. surpassed a jarring milestone Wednesday in the coronavirus pandemic, 100,000 deaths. The number is the best estimate and most assuredly an undercount, but it represents the stark reality that more Americans have died from the virus than from the Vietnam and Korean wars combined. Worldwide, the virus has affected more than 5.6 million people and killed over 350,000 in the United States, having the most confirmed cases and deaths by far, according to the tally by John Hopkins University. Europe has recorded about 170. Thousand deaths while the United States re- reached more than 100,000 in less than four months. The true death toll from the virus, which emerged in China late last year, and was first reported in the United States in January is widely believed to be significantly higher, with experts saying many victims died of COVID-19 without ever being tested for it. At the end of March, the United States eclipsed China with 3,500 deaths. Now the United States has not only the highest death total, but the highest number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the world, making up more than 30% of the global total. Early on, President Donald Trump downplayed the severity of the coronavirus and called it no worse than the common flu. He previously predicted the country would reach uh, He previously predicted uh, the country wouldn't reach this death toll. But as of early March, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, was warning that COVID-19 could claim more than 100,000 lives in the United States. Governor Tom Wolf says businesses can allow outdoor dining in the yellow phase of his reopening plan. On Wednesday, Wolf announced that beginning June 5th, restaurants and retail food service businesses located in counties uh, designated as being in the yellow phase are permitted to add dine-in service in outdoor seating areas. In Westchester, soon the tables and chairs won't be confined to just the patios. This is pretty cool. Mayor uh, Diane Herron says the plan is to close several blocks of Gay Street and parts of Market Street to uh, for an open-air market. Herron says that uh, they're designing it uh, for restaurants, but however, they're going to allow retail outlets to be able to set up tents with their merchandise as well. All businesses must follow some restrictions, however. Uh, of course, everything comes with a restriction these days. Uh, indoor areas, including bar areas or restaurants and retail food service businesses must be closed to customers except for through, uh, through traffic. Non-bar seating in outdoor areas uh, like counter seating that uh, that lines up may be used uh, for the customers. The the counter seating lining up, that's not allowed to be used. But if they, they have uh, tables and chairs in outdoor areas, that will be able to be used. Customers being served must be seated at a table um, and the following are not permitted. So self-service food or drinks, obviously. Condiments on tables, you actually have to ask for that now. Reusable menus are not being allowed and refilling food or beverage containers that are brought in by customers. For counties that will enter the green phase on Friday, dine-in service and outdoor seating will both be allowed as long as the businesses follow these strict guidelines. In sports this morning... Pennsylvania's governor issued an order that could possibly allow the Eagles to return to practice as early as next week. But that's far from guaranteed to happen in that time span. Governor Tom Wolf, on Wednesday issued an order that will allow professional sports teams in Pennsylvania to return to practice or to play without fans in attendance if their county is in the yellow or green phases of the reopening from COVID-19 precautions. Philadelphia is expected to move from red to yellow on June 5th, so that's the absolute earliest the Eagles could return to practice at the NoviCare Complex under state rule. However, this order doesn't guarantee the Eagles will return to practice as soon as the state allows. By NFL rule, the Eagles won't be allowed to practice until all 32 teams are allowed. The Major League Baseball Players Association expects to counter MLB's economic proposal by the end of the week with a plan that includes more than 100 games and a guarantee of full prorated salaries for the 2020 season, sources familiar with the union discussion told ESPN. The disagreement over economics has ratcheted up in recent days after the league's first proposal Tuesday irritated players. Players essentially pledged to ignore the league's proposal and instead offer one of their own. MLB's proposal called for pay reductions on top of players' already prorated salaries, which would be scaled to reflect the number of games played. And finally, the NBA continues to carefully move toward a return to games, likely with 16 or more likely 20 teams in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort complex, shifting away from bringing all 30 teams to Florida. expect players to report in mid-July, with games now looking like they would start uh, in late July to early August, allowing more time for the league to get medical and testing protocols and equipment in place. And that's what I have for you this morning.
9: Thank you, Kathy. So, in the best of Preston and Steve this morning, a jam-packed morning, we've got the Just Saying Institute, the Legion of Doom, the Bizarre File, the Hollywood Trash, and right now, Michael Giacchino checks in with the show.
0: Hey, I have a question. This sad music that you're playing, is this from Lost? No. Oh, I have that. Okay, because I was going to say it, it's a perfect setup uh, for our next guest, but I, I uh, don't know what this is. I mean, we use it all the time. Don't worry about no, it. I, I have other no. music. I have other music. I'm going to play this instead. We need something upbeat uh, to bring our next guest on board. Uh, it's he, a pandemic party. He has, he has written the music for more films that you love than I can even And you can here. shake a stick at and I can shake a stick at that <laughs> I can sit here and roll through the credits <laughs> of, but, the, you know, they're incredible, so we always play this when he comes on because it's so iconic and so cool, but, and not only has he done these great things, from what I understand, I was watching an Instagram uh, live video with him the other day. I think he has Five films that he's working on next year. Wow. Well, or is got, it in the next year? I'm not sure. He's got some time now. Please welcome Mr. Michael Giacchino Yay! to the program. Good morning, Michael. Hello
8: you doing we're good how are you holding up man i'm still trying to wake up it's dark
0: outside i know we appreciate the early
2: rising it's already sunday here in philadelphia i think that's how it works right i I don't know what the the, the time difference i don't know
8: what day it is anymore does it even matter
2: well actually preston actually has gone to the um to the length of uh announcing the actual day many times throughout the morning because people do tend to lose track now so yeah uh, yeah it is friday Yes. I've
8: just been, like, in this weird space of, like, it. I'm, it's like living on a desert island in some way. You know, you just don't, it is what it is.
2: It is. Yeah. But, yeah. but, again, and we say this, it will end, and then it'll be back to business as usual. And, and to Preston's uh, intro, how many scores are you currently working on?
8: Oh, uh, well, I do have five movies next year. I have... <laughs> I have no movies this year and five movies next year, and I thought, oh well i 'm gonna take a break now, but now that i'm home, i'm like, well, I might as well start working on some of those movies now, yeah, so I've been talking to the directors i've been reading the scripts, and I've been coming up with ideas and themes and things like the other day I was working on Jurassic world um so that's i'm you know that way i'm at least ahead of the game can I might as well can
2: I tell you something I got into such a michael chicchino jurassic world uh, loop i i the, you know I have the soundtrack and and there is a one in particular theme that is used in the movie I like at the end when the of the uh when the T-Rex t- steps up on top of the building and looks oh, yeah. out yep, so, yep. that theme is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, it is and, I, and it's, I just find it incredibly inspiring and it's just wonderful. So those and that's your gift man that you can you know, just do the, the the that sound so that that, that progression uh, make me well up with tears. It's a wonderful. You know what
8: we will do we, we, when, when this is all over. We will go to the top of a building in Philadelphia, and <laughs> yeah. you can stand up there. And we will film this, and we will put, put that music behind it. And
2: I will wear a T Rex costume when I do yeah. it. All right? They're all the rage right now. They're all the rage, yeah. Preston. You
8: know. Can we, can we commit to doing that right now? Uh, it yeah. is a
0: done deal, sir. It would be my pleasure. Yes, okay. absolutely. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, Michael. With that, with that, you know, as soon as Steve mentioned it, you knew immediately. The uh, the part of the film and the, and the piece of music that he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. Ha- have, do you you know? Because I know that some musicians and and they cherish their their songs. They're their babies. They're their children of sorts. They're they're from their creative uh, womb, if you will. Have you have do you ever like years later look at a project and go? You know, I wish I would have done this with that piece of music instead.
8: Every day. That's why I don't listen to any of my own music. Really? You know? Like, then I would just spend this, I would just be in this loop of, oh, man, I really screwed that up.
0: Well, because well, you, 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 the other day I was watching that Instagram uh, video you were doing with a, uh, he, he's a composer who is, uh, did, oh, uh, Alex. Hamilton, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you had said at the top, you said, yeah, Alex helped me out with some really bad songs that I wrote.
8: <laughs> well, exactly. I, you know, it was fun- Well, you want to know this? Did I tell you the story about those songs?
0: No, do, do tell.
8: The story, those songs, you know, for months, Brad Bird had been, who was directing Incredibles, he had been telling me, listen, we have these songs that are going to be, the characters are going to actually sing each other's theme songs in this one scene. You know, so uh, you need to write these theme songs for Mr. Incredible, Frozone, and Mrs. Incredible. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And I was working on something else. And then about a week before they were due, he reminded me, and he was like, don't forget those songs. I'm like, yeah, no problem. No problem. I'll do it. And then literally the morning that they were due, I woke up, and I was like, holy crap. I never wrote those songs. <laughs> I, 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 they were going to record them that afternoon. They were going to wow. record, like, Sam Jackson singing or something. And I... I remember getting up at like six in the morning, running out here. It was actually the last time I got up when it was dark, probably, and uh <laughs> and I came running up here. and In about an hour and a half, I wrote all three of the songs, uh-huh. and then I did demos of them, and I I uh, just sang them for Brad so that the the actors had a guideline. And I sent them in that morning, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. But sometimes I think like when you're Forced to do something, maybe it comes out better.
2: I I, I, I believe that at least for some people, there. Yeah. I think a little bit of pressure, even sometimes a lot of bit a lot of pressure, will allow you the freedom of saying, "What the f? Let's just do it." And yeah. uh, and that might help. Sometimes, of course, it could end a disaster. But I think I think pressure is a good thing. It's not bad. Yeah, but yeah.
8: Generally, I don't listen to my stuff because it just ends up putting me into this place of like listening too much to. Well, if, if enough years and years have passed. I might listen to it and go, oh, did I – wait, did I write that? Wow, I used to be good.
2: Yeah, no, you you, you, you let us us love what you do, and I I can certainly understand that, though. But Jurassic World Dominion will be the third film you're going to be scoring that – yeah. And, and they're bringing back apparently everybody from Jurassic Park. You're going to have Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. I and, know. And
8: I was reading the script and it's, and it's insane reading this thing. I'm like, holy cow, this is like a complete reunion of everyone. It's really fun.
2: That is cool. And, uh, and so, yeah, so uh, obviously, um, so, uh, you know, again, you, you had sort of the, the, Parameters of a, a Jurassic sound with uh, the original John Williams stuff, but you made it your own. Yeah. Uh, when you have five things in the queue that you're working on, how do you prioritize besides, besides release dates and stuff like that? Especially now, things are a little bit more fluid, obviously. Things are very fluid. Yeah, yeah. And
8: all the productions have shut down. They're all shut down. So it's, you know, nothing is happening. So right now, I don't know what's going to come out when or where or how or anything. But I, you know, one thing I am sure of: they're going to come out at some point. Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, I. we just all waiting through this to see what happens.
2: I think so. it, it can break. and Let me get your take on this. I think it can break a number of different ways. And obviously, I mean, there's nobody in the world that's saying this is not going to pass. And, and Dr. Uh, Fauci has said that he he believes it's really it's exhibiting uh, sort of a seasonal flu aspect. So whatever, by hook or crook, will get will this will diminish, but. I think people are going to be biting at the bit to get out, and you may see a real explosion, you know, yeah. once people feel comfortable at the theaters again.
8: Yes, oh, absolutely. People are going to just want... I haven't been in in inside this long in... Uh, I can't even tell you, you know? I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I love going out at night for dinners. I love seeing my friends, being with my kids, doing all of these things, and when you're just sort of forced not to do it. Uh, however, I will say, the one nice... The one silver lining of this has been that my office is
0: much cleaner <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. same, same thing yeah. my house yep it, it took a pandemic to get us to clean <laughs> up the house finally yeah,
8: exactly and that shed out back of my office that i kept talking about for years saying one day i'm gonna clear that thing out it's cleared out
0: oh michael after
2: the bubonic plague the planet was spotless mm. it, it, was was the, am- it
0: was the cleanest you could eat off the floor <laughs> it was amazing now have you have you been practicing your drums michael during this time <clears throat>
2: Yes.
8: And as I as I tweeted to you the other day, I was practicing my drums. I have graduated from awful to meh. Oh,
2: congratulations. Awful to meh? Baby steps. Yeah, I made it to meh. So I,
8: I, I, and I feel very proud about this. I'm very proud about this. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I, the, usually the only time that I play drums, I play generally once a year for a week out in the desert at this arts festival, Burning Man. Yeah. And so my friend and I, uh, we go to this thing, and then we play for people. And I'm, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is. It's the I get, I get by. But yeah. when I was sitting here, and I'm playing along with actual real drummers, like in, you know, David Bowie's band and all of this, and I'm just, like, trying to keep up with these guys. I'm like, God, I am terrible. <laughs> I am just awful. And then I watched, you know, uh, Preston do his thing online, and I'm like, wow, you're – you're a really good drummer, and I'm, and
0: I'm terrible. I need some lessons here. Uh, so. Well, yep, yeah, I can I can hook you up. We can we can definitely work on something Prest- together. Preston's <laughs> actually immersed, and just this happened
2: uh, uh, pre-pandemic uh, that uh, you just sort of rekindled your love
0: yeah. of drumming. Well, I, injury I, I, sort of. I injured my shoulder and I can't play golf anymore. So really? I, I yeah, so I've dove into uh, deep into the drums. I joined. There's a. There's a great website. I'm not going to just sit here and just plug yeah. away, but it's called Drumio, and it's a it's a wonderful online resource to learn uh, your skills as a drummer. So I've been really hunkering down and working on the basics and trying to really give myself a firm base uh, to continue to to grow as as a musician. It's, wow, it's, well, you
8: sound great. You were doing great, and when and and put it, in, you know, when you played along with that little um, Chinese girl, yes. she's so beautiful she's it's
0: wonderful yeah is that one of
8: the most beautiful things you've ever seen precious
0: is the word that comes to mind every time i watch it michael had tweeted it out i showed it to casey i'm like casey i'm gonna have a hard time not crying while i play this for you it's so sweet it's so wonderful and i noticed it there was it was just her and a guitar there was no accompaniment to it and i was like you know what it needs a little it needs a little bossa nova Mm -hmm. rhythm to it
8: so, and it was perfect. Thank oh my you. god, it was so good. So how are you guys doing? Like what do you, do we, how many of you are in the studio right now?
0: Yeah, uh, we have uh, it's Preston, Stephen, Casey in the studio. Uh-huh. Nick and Marissa and Kathy are at home, and they can hear you and they can chime in as oh, well. Yeah,
8: yeah, Nick, no, no, I know Nick. Nick, Nick's at home on the sofa in a sweatpants. Right? <laughs> yes, that's he it. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: that's accurate. That's
0: that's one hundred percent accurate.
8: Ma- he tried to make up for it by wearing some sort of tie and then sweatpants, and I'm feeling like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, just stay home. We don't just stay there. That's it's right. better for everybody.
0: Yeah, but it's it's been an, uh, an interesting, you know, week and a half of, of uh, broadcasting, but um, uh, we're making it work, and we're still having fun. I think that's the important part of it yeah. all. There's, there's, well, it's, there's it's no great. reason not to, right?
8: And it's great. No, I'm glad that you guys are doing this. You know, my parents, obviously, are down there in South Jersey, just across the river from you guys, so hello, Mom and Dad, how are you doing? <laughs> and uh, they're hunkered down, and everyone should be, and it's just... It's a bit of a scary time for everyone right now.
0: You yeah. know what, what go but, ahead. But there's there's been there's great moments of creativity and, and entertainment yeah. that has come out of that's why I was watching your Instagram uh, 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 video the other day, and then some of, some of your other friends, like Kirk Thatcher, had one the yeah. other day, and I thought that was a lot of fun.
8: Yeah, I'm doing another one today, actually, this afternoon, uh, with a friend of mine, Trader Brandon. He's like a tiki expert.
0: Oh, and,
8: ah. and, and he's actually <laughs> wow. Trader Brandon is amazing. Look him up on Instagram, and he, he's just incredible. He's a great website, but he's a, not only a tiki expert, but he's also in charge of like. Um, you know Trader Sam's at Disneyland at Disney World. That's at that, that famous Tiki Bar. He was in charge of dressing that, making it look the way it is.
0: Wow. Okay.
8: Um, he actually helped me with my office. He helped me. You know, this guy is he's awesome and just the nicest person in the world. So he and I are going to do one of those Instagram Live things this afternoon, um, and that's actually been fun. Like I had never used Instagram Live or done anything like that, so I'm like, I'm like, well, let's just give this a sh- shot and see what this is like. And then the next thing you know, you're connected with people in Iran and in Indonesia and all over the world and you're talking to these people and it's a pretty incredible experience you know connecting that way it's Well uh, Michael
0: you were flawless cuz at the beginning you're sitting there staring at us uh I don't know what I'm doing uh, I'm <laughs> trying to get him on uh <laughs> I know
8: I said I thought I said so this is just going to be a series of me trying to get this to work yeah. uh it'll look like you know your parents trying to program the VCR Totally yeah
2: yeah <laughs> so how do you get TV? this I'm trying to get the home box office to work Yeah uh, Remember <laughs> um, you went home by, oh, the the freaking box won't work. Um, but, Michael, so it, we wanted to make mention of Monster Challenge, which if people haven't seen it, they're looking for something to take a look oh, at.
8: Yes, yes, yeah. If you have a chance, you can go to, um, actually, I think you can see it through my website, michaeljacchino.com. is probably the easy, easiest way to find it. But it's a short film that I made with Patton Oswalt and Ben Schwartz and Dermot Mulroney, Amy, uh, Amy Brenneman. Uh, you know, Benedict Wong and Tom Everett Scott, and we had a blast making this insanely stupid Uh, 13 minutes short so it's only 13 minutes of your life even if you hate it it's not that bad yeah i promise you you won't hate it right you like it you know what
2: it's like it's like it's like the pandemic it won't be forever if you hate it it'll pass in 13 minutes it
8: will this too shall pass yeah exactly all right
2: nick you had a question (laughs) well preston
5: my audio is not great but if you could bring up that john williams score and that video that i sent you the other day i wanted to find out if that was in fact the same room
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Michael, uh, Nick had uh, sent over a video. It was John Williams re-recording uh, the Star Wars theme. And I'm looking, and it was him in the studio doing it. I'm looking at it, I'm like, I sent back to Nick. I go, Nick, does that room look familiar to you? And I don't know if you've seen this or not, Michael, but I think it was that exact same studio where you did uh, Spider-Man Homecoming that we it's were at.
8: It's possible. We did that at Fox, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, we did that at Fox. Now, most of uh star wars was recorded at sony however i believe on the last one they ha- they might have done a couple at fox so it is entirely possible if you send it to me i can tell you
0: okay nick what was that for was it was a, an anniversary of sorts wasn't it
5: it was for rise of skywalker and, and rise of Michael, Skywalker. I'll, I'll tweet it out and, and copy you on the tweet but it's really cool and it really looks at 40 years of john williams contributions to the star wars universe yeah which is pretty amazing isn't it yeah i mean it's like
8: incredible the guy is the best uh you know, he. No one will ever be as good as him, so don't even try. And, and that you'll feel much better as long as you have that in your
2: head. <laughs> you yeah. won't be
3: disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually have a couple of questions for you. Um, I think I'm going to ask you. Okay, so if you are uh, playing for you, for, you know, and you're, and you're making a movie score, do you have to be in a union in order to play for you?
8: Uh, it depends on the film. It depends on the film that we're doing and where we're recording it. If we're recording it here in LA and it's a union film, then yeah, you have to be in the musicians union to play.
3: Okay, so like SAG wouldn't get that done.
8: Uh, no, it's it's the AFM.
3: Okay, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just asking for a Are you friend. Th-
8: thinking about joining in? No, no.
3: But man, how he is cool. a master gazoo player, Preston. How cool would it be if you just got to play? Five seconds of a score. I almost.
8: Well, if, you're, <laughs> if you're out here on something, we can make that happen. That's that's fine. Like we all, we always have guests like that all <laughs> the time. Cool. Just come in and do something <laughs> for fun, and 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 yeah, we can certainly do that. I
0: almost so, asked you when we were there for Spider-Man: Homecoming, but I thought it, you had to be union, and I wasn't even going to go down that uh, path.
8: You know, technically yes, but you can you know, ever you know, we can just for something fun like that, we do that. It's fun. Yay!
10: Yeah, that would be cool. And what what
8: and, and I remember on Ratatouille, the producer. He's uh, he played trombone and I was like, oh yeah, can you read, you know, music? And he's like, yeah, I can still read music. I was like, all right, get out there. So we threw him in the trombone section on one of the cues.
2: That is Uh, awesome.
8: Yeah, it was fun. And the visual effects supervisor from Star Wars, Roger Guyette, he played saxophone on uh, on uh, Ratatouille. So you know, we we do it for fun. Okay. All
3: right. My next question is this: What do you? And I don't know if this is you know an easily uh, answered question, but what do you think is better? To not notice a score, like that it's just so seamless, seamless with what's going on in the picture or one that really, really stands out?
8: I think that if you're just going to the movies, like for the normal movie going audience, I I think they don't really notice the scores. I think you don't want that. You want them to to just experience the whole the whole of the storytelling. You know, that's what you want. Um, but there are there are people who are really interested in music, people who like music, so they will notice it more, obviously. Uh, and hopefully, when they do notice it, it's not annoying them. You know, that's the thing. Because I have seen, you know, I've been to a lot of movies where the score is just not working for the film. Yes, yes, not telling the same story, so it really pushes you away. But we're people that like we pay attention to music, so we know that you know we're we're music people, so we can we do. But I think the average person just wants to experience the whole thing. It's funny because the average person may not even know who the hell directed that movie, or you know they just want to have that experience with those characters on screen. And I think if you give them that, that's the best case scenario. But
2: there, the, but you're exactly right. And I do. I've always loved soundtracks. I've always thought they were you know a character in the movie. But I'll say this. Like, the, for example, we were talking with, uh, I was talking with Pierre Robert here yesterday about James Bond movies. I'm a massive James Bond fan. Yep. And uh, they made, one year they made a movie outside of Cubby, Broccoli, and, and the whole regular group. is was called Never Say Never Again. They c- yeah. didn't have the right standing to say any of the music. And Michel Legrand who's a great composer, He's an amazing. passed composer. away. He composed it, but it didn't work. and it, yeah. And, and, and it, it sort of killed the movie.
8: Yeah, I know, and 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 if, and if the movie isn't working already, yeah, the music is not going to help it very much. You know, it's going to just make it worse.
3: <laughs> yeah, because we um we had watched uh, Watchmen on HBO, and and, and the I thought impressed, and Preston, you'll agree, oh. the score, especially in the very beginning episodes, first two or three or th- uh, three episodes were really really good and and you noticed it and that was Trent Reznor right yeah it was outstanding
0: Trent Reznor yeah and Atticus Ross or Atticus yeah yeah. Atticus Finch from a not Atticus Finch no Atticus Ross yeah him and him and
2: Boo Radley Boo (laughs) (laughs) Radley by the way is an incredible harpsichord player a lot of people don't know that
3: (laughs) but Trent actually he he has a different approach so so they're going to ask Trent to to score movies uh, because they want a different sound than than what you provide do you um,
8: exactly I mean you know it's always fun to experiment and go out outside your, your comfort zone and try things um, but though, you know sometimes people just want a specific thing and those guys do what they do so well yeah. and uh, they're really nice people too they're really good guys I mean 20 because you you think of these two guys from nine inch nails and you're like oh they, they must be like goth and they probably wouldn't even look at me or talk to me <laughs> right but actually completely normal very nice people and uh, and they're incredibly talented both of them
0: uh, Michael you mentioned uh, Jurassic world uh, can you uh, throw any other titles out there that you're going to be working on next year?
8: uh what am i allowed to say that i'm working on oh batman i'm oh, working yes. on batman I, I, which we, we we've we've discussed that a little bit here and there no
2: we we haven't they they shut down you actually released there's yeah. music that was released in the intro i think from the last time we talked about it which is which is excellent and oh thank you yeah all the footage that the, the retro looking batmobile retro but Isn't current that
8: cool it's like,
2: effing awesome
8: i love it so much like i think you know of Look, all, there's a lot of cool Batmobiles out there, but when I see when I saw that one for the first time, he sent me a bunch of uh, concept art to look at, and I was like, I want that car now. I want it now.
2: Well, and you you know what you you will be able to get a close to it version. You know, like like you, right. you like Bullet had a car. You could yeah. uh, you know you could you can get the Bullet Mustang, but uh, but I mean to me that's a, that's sort of a, a nod to the Adam West, and the original, if you ever saw the original Batman comics and, and the serial, uh, you know, and the black and white, you know, he was basically driving around in a sedan. Yeah, you know?
8: exactly. Exactly. And I the nice thing about it, it is a car that when you look at it, you feel like you could drive that car. You know, like, as, as fun and as cool as the, the, the Batmobile is in, say, Tim Burton's Batman, like, I don't picture myself driving that thing around. No. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know if you can t- actually take a corner with that. Right. thing. It just doesn't really look bad. That- well,
2: he couldn't. He had to fire out that hook to grapple the post so yeah. that the car could exactly. make the turn. <laughs> <laughs>
8: mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to work. But when I look at this car, I'm like, I could drive that car. I want that car right now. Uh, it's I, it's
2: it's really... I know that they shut... You know, obviously, everything's on hold, and everything will come out of hold, and then everything yeah. will, will be back <laughs> up and running. But, I mean, yeah. you, you got... that. To me, I love that, that tone, that sort of... Uh, you know, that sort of brooding vibe. Well,
8: like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, it's one of those things. Certain, certain films, when you work on them, you can just kind of put your mind inside the head of the main character. You know, you really kind of want to just sit there for a second and go, what goes on in Batman's head? Yeah. You know? And I kept thinking, like, there was just that this idea of this just repeated thing that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, whatever's welling up inside of him. And I imagine him just staring out the window and just hearing this bum bum, boom, boom—you bum, know—going on in his head over and over and over, sort of an obsessive, compulsive thing. Love it. Uh, and I just felt like, you know, that to me, if I had to imagine what is happening inside his head, that's what's happening inside his head. Now, uh, uh, you
0: know, I'm curious if, if Michael, because I've seen you know videos that break down some of the music, especially in row one that you did, and, and how crafty you were at at adding little bitty flourishes and nods to other. Uh, to other Star Wars films, just just for a hint of a second, uh just to have that that sensation, that throwback to the the other part of the series. Yeah. Will you try to sneak in a anywhere? I don't know. I don't know if Matt Matt Reeves, the
8: director, would let me. But uh, uh, you know, I might be able to do it subliminally, somehow, somewhere where no one notices unless I point it out. <laughs> All right, but we'll see. We'll right. see. You know, that Neil Hefty theme is one of the best things ever written. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it was great. I, I, I have a one picture.
8: Of one, of, one of the players in my orchestra. His, I believe, his father played the guitar on that theme. Oh my wow. god! Yeah.
2: Oh my I god!
8: Mark LeVang, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mark LeVang's father played the guitar on that theme. I,
2: I, um, I told you the last time. I have, I have a picture, and it, it establishes my adoration for Batman when I was a kid, and I. I begged my mother to put the poster, Batman poster, which was the opening graphic from Batman, where Batman and Robin are running side-by-side side, uh, towards you with the animation. I put it near the TV set because I needed Batman to know how much I loved <laughs> him. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it has not left me ever since, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
8: Wait a minute, you, want, you had her put a... Picture on the TV or, so by the, or I beg you with the TV.
2: I got a. I had a poster that was up in my room, but it was nowhere near the TV. And I felt for certain that the best way to communicate <laughs> with Batman was to allow him to through the TV see uh, yeah. that my poster was right there, that I was that much of a fan. Y-
8: you know what? That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. That
2: a lot of sense. <laughs> to a deranged <laughs> child, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see the logic in that, <laughs> uh,
8: Michael. I
3: think each one of us on the show has a has a uh, one interview that we would love to get. I know Steve right now for you, it's Clint Eastwood, Preston. I'm sure you would love to get Paul McCartney back on the show again, again. Mm -hmm. Uh, is there one musician out there that you just would love to be able to feature in one of your scores?
8: Um, well, man, I I think it'd be so much fun to work with Paul McCartney, actually. I mean, I, I've been lucky, really lucky, lucky, lucky to be able to do that on occasion with him. And, um, there's something that we're talking about working on together again, with glass. Wow. blast. And I, I you know, I, I get to work with a lot of great musicians. You know who I worked with, who I absolutely love, is Mike uh, McCready from Pearl Jam. Wow, no,
0: I'm kidding. They have yeah. a new album out today. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So
8: Mike is incredible. One of the best guitarists I've ever worked with. Wow. Um, just a nice, incredible guy. Uh, you'd love him. But, it, it, of course, everything he's done as well is just, just insane. But... But there's something about working with Paul because you, you know, once you get past the whole Paul is God thing, um, you really realize how much of a just a, a normal, wonderful, enthusiastic musician this guy is. He's just a music nerd and music fan. He loves movies. He loves animation. He's just this guy that you can, you guys would just have a great. And you have, I, I think at one point you caught, you talked to him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he's just a great guy. Just yeah. Really fun. And and it's I remember one of the things he was. One of the things that will never leave my head that he told me was because I was always so interested in their chord progressions and what they did and how they did it and and how did they come up with these these weird progressions. Normally, you would never go from this chord to this chord. And he just sort of stopped me, and he was just like, that all happened because we had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) It just just sounded cool to us. And then as we look back, we we look like geniuses, (laughs) but it just sounded cool to us. But that in itself is sort of a genius when you recognize that something that other people would say is the wrong thing to do, you just go full force with it. So yeah. it's something to be said about embracing those um, those instincts and whether they be mistakes or or not, just embrace them and
0: go for it. I, I saw a documentary about uh, Motown and uh, the, you know the session guys that were that were their stock musicians, and when uh, Smokey Robinson had b- written um, "My Girl." Uh, I think Smokey had written. And yeah. and uh, the, the guitarist said, jokingly, just goes, here, how about this? And he was joking. He thought he was making a, a mockery of it. He goes, how about this? Dun, 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 dun. And it's one of the most iconic <laughs> moments in, uh, or you know, that... A legend is born. Yeah, and that sometimes right. it happens by accident. Nick, you had a question? Well, I just
5: wanted to uh, ask about McCready, because I think that he did the
0: soundtrack for Almost
5: Famous. I think he worked with... Um, uh, Cameron, Cameron Crowe. And, and to put that together. Did you work with him on a specific project, Michael? Well, we worked together actually on the thing I was doing with Paul
8: McCartney uh, because Paul had said, hey, you know, who are you thinking for guitar players? And I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, you know every guitar player in the world. You're asking me <laughs> who I think about what guitar player? And he goes, yeah. And he's like, well, who would you want for this? And I said, well, I would love to work with Mike McCready. And he was like, Pearl Jam? I was like, yeah. And he goes, that sounds cool. And he goes, do you think he would do it? And I'm like, yeah, I think he was good. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: how, about, how about that guy from Loverboy? He seems oh. good. <laughs> That's funny. Wow.
8: Yeah, uh. so it was, it, it, you know, it's always fun to, when you get to kind of meet people like that. Because, look, most of my time, 99% of my time is sitting in this room by myself. So it may seem like it's a glamorous thing, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's honestly, it's me. In this room, with all my Star Trek toys from yep. when I was a kid. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and, and and that's it. So, Michael, uh,
0: what's what's your ritual when you when you sit down to work? Do you have anything? Do you have a, like a cup of coffee? Is there something specifically that you go through to get yourself in that frame?
8: Yeah, I usually I like working early. I like getting up early and working from you know, say eight thirty to nine o- to five o'clock uh, in the afternoon, and then I'm done. But when I get up, the first thing I got to do is eat like okay. no matter what if i don't eat then i'm in a bad mood. Uh so i get up, i eat, i come up to the office with a cup of coffee and i just sit down and i start writing. You know, i just get right into it whatever whatever thing i'm on. Uh sometimes okay. i try to get not get too distracted by the internet, you know, as it yeah. happens. But usually i'm when i'm working i'm working the whole day. That's that's what's been weird about this time is that i've been I've been working on things, getting ready for the next for the next year, but also I've been doing things that I want to do. You know, we talked about Monster Challenge. My friend who produced that with me, we're preparing three other shorts to make hopefully this summer and we're going to do that. So it's about taking some time to do some non-music things as well. Okay. you you say
6: the job's not all that glamorous, but at the end, there's got it. It's got to be very rewarding when you see the final product.
8: Oh, yeah, no, no, that's always fun, you know, really, the best part of it is what you guys came and visited was when we were on the stage recording, so you know, after spending that time weeks in a in a room alone writing music, and then when you get to go with the greatest players on the planet yeah. and and uh have them perform it, that is the the reward at the end of it all because uh. These players are just incredible. And, and
0: Michael, performing it without ever even seeing it before it's placed yeah. in front of them, not rehearsing it, not even nope. warming up. Nope, One, two, three, four, here we go. Bang. It's fact, unbelievable. Yeah.
8: And in fact, they don't even know
0: what they're going to be playing when they wake up that morning.
8: They know that I, they have a, a session for me, but they don't know the movie They don't know what style of music it is. They have no idea. And you know what? They don't care because they're so good. They can just get there. They sit down. They look at the music and go, okay, let's record. And we're usually recording on the first take, you know. And it's incredible how good they are. You You saw them just, just, just fly through things as, with
0: ease. As a mu- as a quote unquote musician me, I, I've I was impressed beyond belief. I, I've yeah. never seen anything like that.
8: Yeah, it's and it takes years and years and years of dedication and study to be able to play that well. And it's like learning a language, right? you, yeah. you know, anyone who can really truly speak multiple languages, that takes a while to learn and figure out and do. And and uh, these guys, they dedicate their whole lives to it. That's incredible. No, oh. they're the best. Well, yeah.
2: one final suggestion for you while you have this extra time, because I know you're a Ray Harryhausen fan. Why not try some stop-motion animation?
10: <laughs>
8: you know what? It's funny you say that because I was thinking like, well, I could actually. Why don't I just do a little fun animation on the side of my table here? Yeah. I have actually been thinking about that. I have been thinking about oh. that pull out one of my old uh, models maybe that i used in one of my movies when i was a kid and maybe do something and just throw it on instagram who knows
0: it's a joy yeah it. yeah it's, it's it's just fun stuff all right michael is the sun coming up yet
8: uh, the sun, yes, it's actually starting to be light now. There we uh, go. You we're, go.
0: We're going to let you go about your day then, but uh, we brought you out of the dark. Yeah, we <laughs> we pre-
8: and, I, and I'm glad you did. It's always fun.
0: Excellent. We appreciate you uh, reaching out. And uh, Michael's a really fun follow on tw- on Twitter and Instagram. And you're going to be on. Is it later today with Trader later Brand? Today, but
8: going will be on with Trader Brandon. Trader Brandon. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's just at Trader Brandon uh, on Instagram. Okay, uh, you can search him and find him. And and also go to his website. He has an amazing tiki book that he wrote about you know how to decorate tiki the right way. It's great.
0: I love that. We know,
8: it's the best. He we
0: know that. somebody who works here that would want that. That's just, it would be his yeah. Bible. Yeah. There, there uh, you go. Excellent. All right, Michael, take care. We'll talk to you soon, okay?
8: All right, everyone. Excellent. Be safe. We'll talk soon. We
0: you will. Too. Michael Bye-bye. Giacchino, guys. Wow. He's awesome. He's he's just uh, he's one of the most genuine I, people I've ever met. It's just, uh, you know, there are people that are a joy to talk to, and he's he's one of them. And, and, and his talent is through the roof. Yeah. It's, it's just phenomenal. We're, we're happy to have him as a friend. All right. We are going to take a break. So stay there. We'll be back in a moment
1: everything that rocks includes cool mmr swag you can wear available now in the mmr rock shop like t-shirts hoodies and tank tops with designs from retro mmr logos to the latest from the preston and steve show branded hats and tops for guys and gals we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs onesies and toddler tees plus coffee mugs and much more all with the mmr attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe.
0: I think, and we haven't been here in a while. Oh, okay. Uh, but we're going to head to the Just Saying Institute,
2: if that's okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, the so, Just Saying Institute did just say things.
0: Yes, and we need our music, so yeah. I'm sorry. I should have let Casey know ahead of time. But here we go. The Just
2: Saying Institute, the music may not happen at the exact moment we announce it, but it eventually comes.
0: <laughs> this is true. Uh, Located
2: so, over 200 sprawling acres in West Virginia, established in 1928, the Just Institute provides all sorts of useless information for morning shows around the world.
0: So here is a study that uh, basically states you don't have to worry about young people spending too much time on their screens, uh, having it affect their social skills in real life. Uh, researchers from the Ohio State University... Uh, The real one? uh, The one, yes. Compared teacher and parent evaluations of children who started kindergarten in 1998, six years before Facebook launched, with those who began school in 2010, when the first iPad debuted. And they found both groups of kids were rated similarly on interpersonal skills, such as forming and maintaining friendships. And getting along with people who are different. So they're basically uh, edgy loners at this point, right? <laughs> no, no, oh. not at all. It says that there's not. It's not hurting their. Social oh, okay. Skills. You,
2: so in your house, do you think you've you uh, your your kids seem you know. Uh, kids seem, uh, you know, gregarious, or at least, you know, they're, they're friends and so on and
0: so forth, social. Other uh, than Parker's not very social, but... But he's social and,
2: and his interests. Which yes. Are, the, and so he's found his group. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, and and I'm finding that my, my kids don't spend a lot of time on social media, if that's what we're talking about, that they do spend a lot of time with technology right. and watching YouTube videos and gaming and things like that. Uh, they're not really on social media that much, but... Um, is the focus of this just, uh, just online says, in general or social media specifically? It says technology, uh, and and it talks about the, the launch of Facebook and when the first iPad debuted. So I think it's kind of an overall spending time with devices. All right. Okay, so, and, and my kids do spend a lot of time with devices, but it's mainly watching videos yes. uh, along those lines. So uh, there's a little bit of socializing that does take place. Uh, but for the most part, it's kind of their own entertainment. So, But they still manage to be social and all. Yeah, every time I pass my son as he's
3: playing on the, the PS4, I say who he you He tells you you're in the company of greatness? Yes. <laughs> he Dad, I'm clapping cheeks right now. All right, cool. <laughs>
0: clapping cheeks.
3: That's my new favorite one, bro. And
0: what, what does it mean, bro? like kicking ass. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm,
3: dude, I'm, Clap I'm totally, totally clapping cheeks right now. Um yeah so I can't wait to actually use that in conversation but uh, but when you're, I your
2: your kid is Vince Vaughn
3: dude, I love him so much He's he so funny um but when I pass him I say who are you hanging out with you yeah, know, because yeah. n- normally I would say 95% of the time he's on his uh, PS4 He's playing with classmates, or right. f- you know, friends or whatever. So
0: there is socializing going on. Yep. So yeah, so it says that they've uh, they rated similar with kids in the past uh, as, as far as forming and maintaining friendships and getting along with people who are different. They also rated similarly on self-control. For example, the ability to uh, regulate their temper. Uh, the study author said overall, we found very little evidence huh. that the time spent on screens was hurting social skills for most children. There is a tendency for every generation at my age to start to have concerns about the younger generation and it's an old story. You remember television?
2: My, you know, parents, and, tell, my yeah. parents always, get, would you get off that telegraph? Would <laughs> you get off that telegraph? I'm just talking to my friend. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> Go outside and play. Though you have incredibly muscular fingers.
0: <laughs> Steven! I'm sorry, Mom! Get off of that machine. That's you know, so I'm a little older. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, don't worry about it affecting too much. Now, that doesn't mean everybody is the same. There's no, some, some may- people are, I mean, some kids are stark raving lunatics. Yeah. And they, well, they might, uh, you know, spend a little too much time right. uh, on their screens. And then before you know it, you're selling body parts in yep. India. <laughs> All right. So
3: clapping cheeks is also like banging, I guess. Uh, I don't know.
0: Let's go to DJ because he's got a comment. Hey, DJ, how you doing?
3: Hey, guys, I love you like Dr. Mike.
0: Ah, I love love that phrase. Love Love you. All right, DJ, you wanted to comment on uh, (laughs) clapping cheeks?
11: So I'm not trying to snitch on Casey's son, you know, Uh but and he might just be misguided too, but it it definitely is a, at least it started out as a sexual term, and people who play video games (laughs) are basically saying, like,
2: I'm...
0: (laughs) Fing you right now, boy. Yeah. I got a lot of texts coming in oh saying that it means doggy style yeah, and more. That's, that's what I thought when I heard so, it. Here's the deal. My so son doesn't... He's, he's saying he's clapping cheeks. He's he's effing somebody. Hard. My son he's son screwing him over.
3: That. My son doesn't know that. He do you has know n- that? Are you sure? There is. Yeah, yeah. I'm positive. Yeah. He has no clue what that actually means. DJ,
0: go ahead.
11: So before you go ahead and, like, use that on somebody, Casey, just make sure you're... You know <laughs> using you're it yeah. Yeah. I'm
10: yeah, still going to yeah, use it. To good get. conversation.
0: I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> How old is uh, Seamus? He's
3: 12, and there is no way if he actually knew what it meant. Dad, I'm flicking the bean. He would not be using that uh, verbiage in front of me, my wife, my mother. He'd be uh, he just, away. he
0: heard the phrase
5: yeah. and repeated the phrase. I, yeah. I remember calling my friends a dildo when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old and having no idea what a dildo was. Yeah, but I thought it was tw-
0: a, uh, because 12, what grade is that?
3: Uh, he is in seventh
0: grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he knows what... Now, he may not know what that means, but he yeah. knows... You know what I mean. At he, least he knows, he knows about a, the birds, maybe yeah, not the bees.
3: Yeah. He knows a little bit about birds and bees and stuff like right. that. But when he's using that term at the dinner table, there's, there's yeah. absolutely... Oh! Pa, I'm positive. I think. You're, I think there's you're, you're no right. way he knows exactly what he's saying. Right to there. Nick's point, I yeah. remember
2: saying things that I had no idea what they meant, but they were they were profane. And I, we've talked about this many times before. When the when you would say as a kid something sucked. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, sure. scum was always you know, scumbag was you know, a, a condom. Yeah, yep. uh, and and uh, and and sucked meant what you would assume the likely progression would be.
0: Which I always found it funny because when uh, I, who made uh, in the in the WWE suck it?
3: Oh, oh, uh, who was is that? that is that John Cena?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm not it. sure, but but suck it that whole yeah, yeah. thing. I'm like, really? I mean, yeah. that means. <laughs> That means oral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means, and and all the kids were saying it, so, you know, they may not fully understand, so I know what you're saying, Casey, but that, actually, that's hilarious. It is. I love that. That is hilarious. Clapping cheeks. Clapping cheeks. (laughs) People are texting (laughs) him like crazy. Apparently, the consensus is that's the real meaning
3: of it. Well, okay. I'm, listen, I'm changing it to I'm kicking ass. Yeah. So why don't you say kicking ass? Yeah. Because mm. clapping cheeks sounds funny. Why don't you, you say banging ass? <laughs> mm. Mm. That's
0: totally booty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. I got some other things. I you. mean, listen,
3: I'm walking past my son going, yo, you clapping cheeks right now? Uh, <laughs> oh,
10: shoot. Oh, no.
0: Dad, I got yeah, him. just stre- like you and Mom.
2: <laughs> I got him spreading. I'm pounding away. Oh, my oh, God.
0: God. Wow. Wow. Okay, Right off. Um, (laughs) Back to the Just Saying Institute. That's from Better Off Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, A scientific study has proven for a fact women are safer drivers than men. University of Westminster Research looked at injury and traffic statistics, travel survey data, and population and gender figures. From 2005 to 2015, they found that for cars and vans, the risk male drivers posed was double that of women per kilometer driven. Uh, the risk was four times higher for male truck drivers and more than ten times higher for those on motorcycles. Huh. Uh, overall, two-thirds of traffic deaths were associated with cars and taxis, uh, but the data suggests other vehicles uh, might be even more dangerous. Where was this study conducted because you said kilometer, University of Westminster, so I assume that's in England. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Do, you, do you think that... Um
3: that there is a, um, there, there's a I, I, like collateral damage as a result of women being safer drivers. That I that do believe that. that that their safety actually creates danger for other people.
2: So sometimes I think there are overly cautious people on the road that mm-hmm. end up causing accidents. Yeah, where they're they're just too cautious. And like a lot of times, and my wife and I have gotten into fights, you know, sometimes I'll pull up to an intersection after someone has already pulled up to an intersection. Yeah. And they're waving you through because they're going to make a left or whatever. It's like... And I purposely ignore them. i like, because then you get into that game where you start to move and then they start to move. And it's like, just follow the rules of the, the road. Rules. Whoever
6: and got we'll there all first.
2: Your, you have yeah. the right of way.
6: Exactly. Go. Yeah. But I would think that that's what this means. That it's just people that are following the rules, not overly cautious people that might be causing accidents. Like people who right. are just reckless.
0: Yeah. Uh, but woman. a woman. Uh, but it is saying I'm
6: dive through my computer and strangle you, boy. It is
0: saying that uh, that women are safer drivers per the numbers, per the statistics. So according to kilometers driven, yes, exactly. Uh, so the researchers suggest and they also drive on the left side. Policymakers consider policies to increase gender balance in occupations that substantially involve driving, uh, given the greater likelihood that other road users will be killed. Uh, if men rather than women are driving well, the, or riding. They're
2: looking at rules in London right now that will mandate you having at least one woman in the car when you go traveling. No, no <laughs> matter what. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, this kind
0: of shoots off of, of that a little bit. You're going to shoot? I'm not going to shoot. <laughs> You just shot. Can my <laughs> announcers tell everybody that? <laughs> Preston's not going to shoot,
2: but we return to the Just Saying Institute for more illuminating information.
0: Uh, the lockdown is having at least one good effect, uh-huh. and uh, part of it does have to do with uh, traffic. Uh, NASA satellite data shows a 30% reduction in atmospheric nitrogen, dio- nitrogen dioxide pollution in the northeastern U.S. Uh, NASA's Aura Satellite, measures the concentrations of atmospheric nitrogen oxide, which is mainly emitted from burning fossil fuels, and the generation of electricity, which is a good indicator of human activity. Uh, NASA writes on this website that the data indicate... Uh, that the nitrogen dioxide levels in March 2020 are about 30% lower on average across the region of the I-95 corridor. That's pretty the- cool. From D.C. to Boston.
2: Yep. And they say there's also been a 30% increase in the amount of raging
0: alcoholics. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a good and bad. <laughs> Domestic violence is up but yes, pollution that's, is down. That's, that's a bad, yes. Uh, D.C. to Boston. So then this was then with compared with uh, uh, March uh, between 2015 and 2019. Uh, they also noted a drop in the nitrogen dioxide concentration over California earlier last week and we had spoken to a couple of people out in LA and they were like you can visibly see can a see difference the, there you can and, see the LA skyline and it's wild when when it when you can't see cuz i've been there when you yeah, when, that, um, when the smog the hangs the smog uh, is there it's, it's like, ridiculous. wow this is really weird so they're seeing a um, uh, a disappearance of that so that's pretty cool. Always you looking think? for the positive.
3: Um, that will go do you way. I mean, but like, how quickly? Will it be like immediately erased? Yeah, yeah Pretty okay. quick, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, what else? How about. More we... for
2: the Just Saying Institute. Well, we'll stay. Located over 200 sprawling <laughs> acres in West Virginia. We'll stay. Founded in 1928 <laughs> by Dr. Gupta Saguik.
0: Gupta Saguik?
2: You're not going to be able that. to remember that one.
0: I don't know. We'll
2: see. I, I wanted to give it a sort of an international flavor.
0: So this keys a little bit off of uh, the, uh, the lockdown, the, uh, the quarantine. Yes. Uh, Walmart CEO Doug McMillan says that people are starting to need a haircut. So you're starting to see more beard trimmers and hair color uh, being sold. He said, it's interesting to watch the dynamic play out. People have also started buying things like puzzles and games to pass time. We've talked about this. In isolation. And there's another story that I had that ties in. This is, it's not from the JSI.
2: I wonder how many people are just um, taking a regular, their trimmers. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I oh, you think we'll see more more crew cuts or more tight cuts? Yeah. Just because a trimmer can get it done I've, easier? I've been,
3: I have clippers in my house and I've been trying to... Talk my son into shaving each other's heads, you know, and he's just not having it right now.
0: I I have, and and what I hate when when my hair because I wear my hair a little bit long, right? Not not long long, but I do have a a full head of hair. Um, when I get these old curly cues by the ear, yeah. And so I have clippers that I shave my beard with, that I trim my beard with, and I I I think about getting rid of those little curly cues, but I just I can't bring myself to cut my own hair because I'm going to mess it up. It's going to look stupid. And so I can't bring myself to do it, but I think I probably will end up doing it during this time frame. You got, well, how is your? Uh, how, how do you think your daughter
2: would be at it? Or you know, uh, do you want to try that? Uh, mm-hmm. My hair, man. You guys
3: have heard uh, <laughs> that there are speakeasy like hair salons. Now? Well,
0: here, so I brought this up Kansas, okay. out of Kansas City. There's a story uh, from a, a few, and I'm sure it echoes all around the uh, uh, the country. But hairstylists are urging people to stop asking them. To risk their license by cutting customers' hair because ah. it's flat out illegal right now. So here's a, a, a out of Kansas City, Michelle Faris says, uh, "If I go to cut someone else's hair someplace that I'm not registered to at to do business at, it's breaking the law." Um, so you're hearing of, of speakeasies of sorts. Mm-hmm. How, but they,
6: people do that anyway. You know, so right. I think that the people who have, like, their uh, in-home salons are just booming right now because they can really do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, I, I, the, the, a person I used to go to had her salon in her a condo, and it was a... There's a room set up just like that with the chair, the sink, yeah. all the, all the stuff. Yeah. It was like you walked into a one room hair salon. So what's the story? I, I, I guess open? maybe legally you can do that, but
6: I don't think you I don't think you can unless you have unless it's considered a business.
0: Okay. All right. So
2: well, no, you you can't you, yeah, you have to have some sort of um certification to do that. Now, is the way to go just to go with something you know is illegal? For example, Hire a hooker to come over and cut your hair. You could do that. That's a good idea. Or an assassin. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. no, Not down there. Up here on top. Hey, um,
3: I mean, what is stopping me from. Listen, I I'm friends with my uh, hairstylist. What's what's stopping me from having her come over to my house well, and cutting nothing. my hair in my you, driveway or my, my backpack?
2: It, Can I get in trouble for that? Well, no, no, but you're you're asked. You're right. The the
6: the, the ask. Social exactly,
2: yes, yeah. social distancing. And, and they're we're asking
6: so that you don't ask them because then they you know they're feeling obligated because maybe you're a friend or or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Is it illegal?
0: It. Probably not. Is it irresponsible? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's part of it. So you have to, you got to weigh those two things.
6: Jace keeps saying to me, he's like, why is my hair so long? I'm like, really? <laughs> the hair salons are closed, buddy.
0: Are you thinking about maybe at some point giving in and... Buzzing it? No,
6: because I buzzed his hair um, a couple of years ago and he cried. He thought it was the worst haircut in the world. He yep. But you do all those arts and crafts. It was bad. He he cried and he said he said to me, Don't ever do that again. And I said, okay, so he doesn't want to buzz it and I don't know how to do anything else other than that.
2: Well my conundrum is that I occasionally get ass injections, you know, for to plump up my cheeks. What are you gonna do? Well there's a a woman I used to go to, she Mm -hmm. didn't have she had like it was in her apartment. And uh, she would inject concrete into my hand.
3: Listen, but, uh, when there is, um, when the, the restrictions are lifted, there is going to be a, an absolute boom in um, waxing and hair and nails and all, the of, grooming, the, all, sure. all, all of that. All of that grooming. grooming. Yeah. I'm
2: wondering, though, statistically, and I wonder if there's data available for this, like in the city of Philadelphia, talking about prostitution and things of that nature that was illegal to begin with and you had to do that on the sly anyway right so i wonder how how that has been impacted yeah you can't do the sidewalk pickup but i wonder yeah i wonder where that stands right it's now. a good question yeah yeah
3: well, I, I mean i have actually i've wondered how the opioid epidemic has um fared during this whole thing because uh, think it might be harder to get. It, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how I you know, how I've, I've people heard are getting their their pills, their heroin like domestic violence has skyrocketed. Yeah.
2: All that stuff sadly is has skyrocketed. Suicide has in some cities has doubled. Yeah. H- however, I don't
0: know how that would be affected because you're right. A lot of those deals are are struck on street Yeah, corners. I want to say I thought I saw a headline. I didn't read the article, so don't take this, you know, as yeah. as as uh, a Bible. Bible, but uh, but I thought I saw that it might be kind of cutting back on it a little bit, like Casey's indicating. Well, for,
2: for just general accessibility, right? Yeah. You'd have to go, you'd have to take greater steps to acquire. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would think so. Kathy?
6: yeah, You guys mentioned uh, the domestic violence issue and how it it kind of is uh, up because everybody's stuck in their house. And um, I actually talked to a woman from uh, the Women's Center of Montgomery County, and she was saying that they're actually doing emergency placements. So, like, if there are people out there who are in this situation and, you know, feel like they're in danger, um, they can actually call the, the Women's Center and uh, they'll put them in some sort of emergency housing. Good,
0: good, good, good. So there is help out there. Don't feel that you are... I mean, it, you are somewhat trapped, but if you can if you can reach out, do you it. Know,
6: sorry, and one more thing. Um, she also said that um, in times like these, um, the abusers, you know, they, they're feeling just like the rest of us, like they're losing control of sorts. So um, with them, when they're in the home, that's when they try to... Um, exert
0: the control?
2: Ex-
6: exert the control yeah. over the women and, right. and the kids sometimes, oh, too.
0: Nightmare. A right, little less serious thing. All right. Uh, going back to the hair, which is how we got started yeah. on this. I was okay. telling Casey this the other day. I was going th- scrolling through some old photos, uh, just from a few weeks back, and I noticed one that I hadn't seen before. And I walk into my wife, Rochelle, and I go, "What the f is this?" <laughs> so it was it was a shot of me. I was pouring something out of a pot. Carter was we were making uh, gherkins anyway, and so I'm pouring this this uh, brine out of a pot. And my head is leaned over, and the top of my head is facing towards the camera. There was a bald patch there. <gasps> What the F is this? Lean over. (laughs) It's on the top of my head. I don't think you have a bald spot. No, she goes, (laughs) she was laughing. She goes... It's just the way your hair is lying there. Yes, you're, you don't have a bald spot. <laughs> uh-huh. She, she had to talk me down. Down, it like, like it's just you. You have a, you have kind of a little th- you know colic there in your hair. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I was telling Casey about the other. He's like, I have the same thing, man. I know what you're talking about. I'm got, like and the camera, I'm like, I am too old to start losing my hair. People who lose their hair, it, they've already had it. It's broken in on them. That happened years ago. Right. Yeah. That right.
3: happens in like your twenties. Yeah. If you're, you're going to be the guy who oh. is
2: going bald. It's going to happen at a way younger age. Like, I, I started thinning a little, I, so I was Bruce Willis, uh, Die Hard one in college, <laughs> okay. a little bit, you know, so that manageable. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've seen that time and time
0: again, Preston, especially with the camera and the way the camera will highlight a spot. Yes, it's I, not. It's I think nothing. I think it's from the headphones. I think it's it's because it's right where my headphones here <gasps> sit. I don't think it's balding me. I just think it's pushed it down and moved the the angle oh, of the roots. Of and, the hair, yeah. of the way it grows, maybe. Yeah. Your dad
6: has a full head of hair, right, Yes, Reston? he does. Yes, he does. Uh, I remember I went through this with my brother. Uh, my brother lived with me for a short period of time, and, and uh, I had a mirror at my front door. And he came in one day, and he was like, Kathy, get over here. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he put his head down. Same thing. He goes... What, what is this? Do you see this? What's up there? And mm-hmm. it was it, it was thinning out a little bit. And oh, I was like, oh, man. it might be a little, but don't worry. It's not that bad.
0: And his hair did end up thinning, right? It's yeah, okay, yeah.
10: baby. Oh, man. It happens all the time.
6: <laughs> happens to a
10: lot of guys. <laughs> it's okay. <I'll> try again. <laughs> That's
0: exactly what you don't want a woman to say. Oh, man. What guys have that. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Val, who is a hairstylist. Hey, Val, good morning.
12: Good morning, guys. You rock.
0: Thank you. And what did you want to share with us here, Val? Hi.
13: Yeah, I'm doing, I'm a hairstylist, and I've been doing people's hair. But, I, you know, I gauge it on how public they are, you know. To, are they running out and, you know, engaging with a lot of other people? Yeah. You know, and I wear my mask and stuff, but they're friends, and they need their hair done. They're stressing out, so you got to kind of, you know...
2: I, I think you're, I, I think. Listen, as Nick said, you, you're you're asked it's it's to to be you know mindful of this and what we're being asked to do. But if it's someone that that you're acutely aware of and and you feel oh. confident with, perhaps I'll uh, do respect. They they don't
5: need to have their hair done. They want to have their hair yeah, done. Yeah, true. I, and I don't. I I'm sure that it's difficult. So I'm not trying to presume anything. But like right now. That should be one of the things that kind of goes on the back burner, you know? Because it's I, such
2: I, close absolutely. proximity. Yeah, it's such, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. They were looking kind of shaggy, so I'm. <laughs> <get it.
10: laughs> I, I, well, we
0: can't have yeah. shaggy looking people running around now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unless yeah. you are shaggy from Scooby Doo, and then it's totally. Acceptable. Val probably needs some money too, but you know, yeah, you gotta. Well, that's listen. the thing.
6: And that's too. the bitch I, w- I was talking to Angela from Gravity Hair Salon, our, our, you know, our friend who our former calendar girl, and she was like. We're just like, we're making no money. They're making money on like sales of products where they're doing like a drive up service and you can go right. and you can get your shampoos and stuff like that. Right. And so they get a commission on that. But she's like, that's it right now. You know, she she has no money in, but they they can't be doing hair on the outside. One, it's it's not legal. And two, they would probably lose their job if they did. Yeah. Right. right.
0: right. Oh, yes. Shouldn't be doing that. You should not be. But doing I felt, them. you
6: know, I felt bad for her. I'm Like she applied for unemployment, and you know, she said the check that she gets from unemployment is like, you know, a, a very small portion of what they actually make. And that's you know, the conundrum. Just, and it's the whole staff; it's not just her.
2: Kathy was talking to Dr. Mike, you know, yesterday about this, and obviously we want to get through this, but but to the to the point of millions of people out of work millions of people in the service industries and and things of this nature where they're just going to get decimated so the sooner we can start getting this stuff back online in a safe manner that's it because my my heart goes out to to so many people so there are people who will do things occasionally i've seen this pop up if you did have a stylist that you went to if you if you like sort of can pre-tip them you know, right. if you if you have the wherewithal the to so, to sort of pre-tip them or send them a check or something, uh, you know, it, listen, it, it's 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 not a handout. It's it's in in sort of a future investment in what you might pay them for future cuts, mm-hmm. just to get through this this bridge area, and, and there are considerations for anything like that that might help. You know,
6: well, with this conversation, I was thinking now I'm like maybe you know we're not doing anything, we're not going anywhere, we're not really taking any pictures of the kids and stuff like that, so. Maybe I will grab a pair of scissors and see what I can do with Jace's hair. There are
2: there yeah. are videos that that can instruct you. And honestly, and yeah. listen, like Preston, I scissors. think you'd be cool with this if Angela needs a place to live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, well, honey. Well, you know, look, don't. Be thrown I off. I know she's very pretty, but she can sleep friend. In my bed. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I, listen, we probably have the same hours. So right, right. We'll right. do it like a white line down the
0: middle. So, but but some stylists are saying, don't. Ask me ask. to do it. Yeah. yeah. So here's... Uh, it puts him in a bad place, and I think it creates also a fear that when everything returns to normal, they'll, they'll have people who are pissed at them for not doing it, and they'll lose business. Here's another woman in Kansas City. That's where I got this story out of a Kansas City newspaper. She said uh, she posted a message on her Instagram because she owns a salon. She said, asking a hairstylist to do your hair right now when it's clearly prohibited is like asking a doctor friend to write you a random prescription for narcotics. I'm not going to lose my license or go to jail for you. Sorry, Please respect my profession and my career and know that I'd never ask the same of you. So that's one of those things that, you know, we didn't really consider going into this. So. Well, it,
2: it, listen, in the next few months, I'm supposed to get a colonoscopy, but I'm sure there's a YouTube video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. Video. You, can, you yeah. can make ends meet. But yeah. My wife has a penlight and a melon bowler. Can't she do the same thing? Probably. Nick Murphy has a bunch of different kinds of
0: cameras. Yeah. yeah there's got to be something we can find in there. Uh, all right. Uh, so, anyhow, that's all we have time for in the Just Say It Institute. We'll take a break. They put
1: we're right back. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you: social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning, my neighbors. Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely. Because we don't know where your timeline has been.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Well, we're excited about the, this
0: next interview. Yeah. Uh, this is really cool, especially if you're a longtime uh, Flyers fan. You're really going to enjoy uh, hearing our next guest. And they are calling from far and away exotic locations like Sweden, Canada. And Haverford, yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, no, we're really, we're really stoked, and these guys are getting back together uh, for a good cause, uh, and we're going to tell you a little bit about that. But they have been known. As the Legion of Doom, we are going to bring them on one at a time and try to conference them and hopefully all this stuff works together. Uh, So let's start far away and move closer to home. That makes sense. Good to you? Okay. So let's uh, let's welcome, ladies and gentlemen, number 19 from the Philadelphia Flyers, member of the Legion of Doom, calling all the way from Sweden this morning, Michael Remberg is on the line. Michael, good morning, sir. Good morning. It's not
14: morning here. We're we got
0: noon here. In Sweden. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So you are. You're in Stockholm, Michael. <laughs> yes, I'm in Stockholm
14: right
0: now. Yeah. Listen, we. Uh, it's so cool that you you took the time uh, to give us a call. We're gonna we're gonna get all three of you on together in just a moment. When's the last time the three of you guys have had a chance to speak uh, at the same time together? Well,
14: I actually we met each other. That long ago, and uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to um, to see those guys again.
0: That's excellent! Wow. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring them on one at a time. So let's get uh, let's move on to uh, we're going to Toronto right now. And uh, tropical Toronto, to tropical Toronto, Canada. <laughs> uh, but we've had him on the program before. We've had, uh, we actually had a, uh, a little odd moment with Casey. <laughs> we oh, did. We, we won't relive it. We don't need to relive it right Thank now. You. Please welcome number eighty-eight, Eric Lindros. Yeah. Hey. Uh, Eric, good morning. Oh, no, wrong phone line. Oh, you Hang on, player. John. <laughs> Hang on. All right, I'm sorry, you Eric again? Lindros. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, are you there? I oh, am. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I hit I hit John's button. Now he's sitting there going, "Why did? What's going, what? What's going you, on?" You went to go with <laughs> Tropical, and <I> was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. How you doing, Eric? We're well, thank you. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. we We're excited that uh, that you guys uh, wanted to, to you know have this reunion on our show. And uh, we're gonna find out more about the All In Challenge and and all that good stuff. But uh, how you holding up amidst uh, uh, amongst uh, all the weirdness that's going on in the world right now?
13: It is strange. It is uh, all new, uh, all new times. And uh, so overall, I think we're doing quite well. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's scary. It, it really is. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can. Through this, and uh, yeah, you'll we'll be brighter,
0: brighter skies ahead. Well, yeah, then let's uh, let's focus on the on the good thing, and that's the reunion of you three guys on the air. So please welcome the third member, number ten from the Legion of Doom. Now we have in Haverford, Pennsylvania, John LeClair. Hey. hey, John. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing good, man. Thanks for coming on this morning. No, happy to. Hey, what's 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 the weather like in Haverford? Yeah, this it must morning. be beautiful there. Yeah open the window it's nice out today. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at a picture of the three of you guys together here john it looks like you're in the locker room uh when was the last time uh the three of you were were physically all together
14: um i think it was last february uh, oh really yeah
0: um
14: and uh you know it's a nice The last uh five or six years we've been able to kind of catch up you know once a year once every two years and uh uh, it's good. Um I see obviously I see Eric a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um Eric and I run into each other because we're in the same continent other than uh, <laughs> and, than, uh Michael, but uh, it's great when Michael gets a chance to come over. It's always uh, it's always good seeing him.
0: You know what I, Eric in the uh in in the history of the NHL, I don't ever remember uh the 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 fascination with with a group of three guys. You hear about, you know, guys that worked to great together over the years. It was usually a pair of people. Uh, and and there certainly have been great lines uh, that have that have worked together, offensive lines in the uh, in in the history of the league. But what what is it about uh, the 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 staying power and the three that made all other than the scoring and all that? We ju- we're just fascinated still to this day, all these years later of the the connection that you guys had together. Any explanation that that you can shed light on? I
13: right. think we just like we like to play and uh, we really love deep down and deep down at the heart of anything. If, if you're going to succeed, I think you really have to love what you're doing and, and all three of us uh, love to come to the rink. We love to, uh, uh, to be there for one another, you know, not everyone's going to be at the top of the gram- game every night. And, and, and each of us were, were, uh, could rely on the others to, uh, to pick things up and, 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 off the ice, we got along great as well. Um, our, our personalities worked, uh, worked well. And, and, uh, um, you know, we've been friends. We'll be friends for uh, forever.
0: Hey, Michael, did uh, were people in Sweden aware of the Legion of Doom? Yeah,
14: very much so. Um, and at that time, the NHL really was uh, beginning to be really popular, uh, and right now it's it's huge here. Um, but back when I was a kid, we didn't really get to see. The NHL that much, but around the nineties, uh, you know, people start to uh, have the channels so they could see NHL on TV. So at that time, when we got together, NHL were starting to 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 be um, a big thing in Sweden.
2: John, do you uh, do you remember that point, or was there a point when you all sort of, or perhaps just you alone, thought, okay, there's something here with
14: these guys? Um. For me, it was you know out right way um you know when I got traded here uh i got a you know I got the best job in the world I got put on the line with those two guys and uh I think um, our first game was kind of so so but then after that we uh we kind of clicked, played an afternoon game on a saturday in, in jersey and uh we had a real good game, and it just kind of never stopped from there, it just kept building and building so. now
2: you, you you came into being during a it was, it was a truncated season right'cause of because of a lockout, correct,
14: yeah. Yeah, um, I got traded like nine games into a a shortened season. We played, um, I'm not sure how many games, maybe 50 games that year or something. Um, But, yeah, I came over here in February. It was only like 10 games into the season, and, uh, you know, things took off from there.
3: Uh, I want to ask about um, your... Earlier days, John, Uh, I want to ask about what your first job was when you were a teenager. I'm kidding about that question. That was an inside joke. Um, But um, listen, obviously, you guys were dominant, you know, probably at a very early age. But I'm looking at where you grew up and you grew up in St. Albans City. Now, I, for some reason, took a week's vacation in Alberg, Vermont. Don't ask me why I chose Allberg over Burlington or Shelburne or any of the other nicest cities. But there's there's not a whole lot going on up there. So, like... I mean, how dominant were you? Because you know, you've
14: picked a more isolated town. Right
3: I know. I, well, listen. I wanted I wanted a house on Lake Champlain. got
14: yeah, uh, electricity about three years. Ago. <laughs> you're, you're electricity. Kind of
3: talking,
10: that's, that's your
14: impression of Vermont. I
3: mean, it's. I was actually nervous going to bed because I was like, "This is like maybe a town where like serial killers live." It was it was that isolated and and but I wanted I just wanted to rent a house that was on the lake and alberg was was the place and i because i had gotten to the rentals a little too late and stuff like that but it is so isolated up there and i was just wondering how you know the you know the hockey community was up there did you have to go down the burlington to play or or what was your situation
14: no for me it was it was pretty easy you know farrowman is a much larger town than what you experienced um we're about ten thousand, which um Vermont is decent enough, but we, uh, um, it was a hockey town. We were only 10 miles from the border. We went to Montreal and played all the time. Um, you know, hockey was very prominent, uh, growing up. It was, a, it was a big part of the community. Um, and, uh, it was just something everybody did kind of growing up. And I really loved it. I get to play outdoors on the lake. Um, it was something kids were doing all the time.
0: That's almost like the mystery Alaska, uh, type of situation. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, generally to, to be competitive, uh, people will relocate, uh, yeah. uh to, you know, uh, larger metropolitan areas that have a more competitive program and so forth. But, um, uh, you took the other route and managed to surface out of that, which is, is pretty cool. Do you ever, uh, do you ever stay in touch with people from back in the early days, from the pond hockey days, John? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still friends with everyone
1: from
14: the neighborhood and, uh, I still see quite a few of those guys, uh, here and there when I go back, um, them still living in St. Albans and, uh. I've seen that through a lot of my uh, my uh, childhood friends. Um, Just good guys, and we've been in touch ever you know all along. So um, Uh, yeah, it's pretty close connection.
0: Well, to piggyback on on Casey's, uh, I've never vacationed there, but I have vacationed in Stockholm twice, Michael. So uh, my, uh, my, yeah, it's okay. My wife's uh, aunt and uncle live uh, right near uh, Bjorn from Abba's house, so that gives you a little frame of reference as to where we spend time. Is that actually the center of your GPS setting there? (laughs) He's got a house on an island. It's pretty (laughs) wild. So cool. Yeah, and uh, no, but. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, it's it's a beautiful city. It is it is very cool. Are you? Uh, w- what's what's your line of work now? I mean, besides you know, obviously after retirement from professional sports, um, uh, some people will will find some other endeavors. Uh, Michael, what have what have you done? Or are you just complete? You know, a, a man in retirement.
14: No, actually, uh, well, I played for a few years uh, when I moved back from from North America. I played for a few years in the Swedish league, and then uh, after that, I. Um, when I quit, I um, decided I had, I had to do something else. So I uh, went back to school, and um, right now I'm working as a physiotherapist. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I okay. also do a little bit of work for Swedish TV.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Uh, sports commentary, yeah. or what are you doing?
14: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Nice. L- like Bundy, like Chris Terry, and, uh, I believe that's <laughs> in There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great,
0: yeah. man. Uh, now, Eric, you... Yeah, okay. You're getting back on board with the Flyers. It was recently announced that you're going to be an official ambassador. So what can we expect from you uh, when the season gets back up and running? Well,
13: we're going to have some fun with that. And, and uh, they've opened up the floodgates with, uh, with the All-In Challenge. And uh, they've they put up for auction a, uh, a real great day. So we got, uh, you know, it's you and, and 11, uh, the person that, w- that bids the highest, and, and 11 friends to... To come on down and the whole day is all centered around flyers, uh, flyers activities. And, and, uh, we've got pregame skate. We've got the ice to ourselves. We can take our skates and get out there, uh, puck drop ceremony, uh, you know, in and out of, uh, the dressing rooms, um, you know, full suite for, uh, uh, catered meals, uh, everything that you possibly want. And, and, uh, when we get Johnny and Renny in there, we, we can, you know, it's it's, it's the ultimate flyers day and they've really gone all, all out for this. So, uh, we're going to start with that and and, uh, and have some fun. So hopefully we can raise a lot of money for uh, for people that are uh, that are hung- that are in the hungry.
0: Yeah, you can go to uh, fanatics.com and uh, and place your bid if you want to uh, to get on board with that. So that would be uh, that'd be awesome if uh, if you guys bring mm-hmm. it out I'm sure you'll bring in, in quite a bit. And you know what? I, I think Eric, last time we had you on, which was a, a few years ago, you were still uh, playing in a men's league. Is that something you still uh, dabble in a little bit?
13: Well, we used to, but it's not really a league. It's just the uh, same group of guys for, you know, I guess now going on 10, 11, 12 years. Uh, we just grab a different colored jersey, uh, darker white every <laughs> No referees, it's just a good group of guys that, uh, that go out and uh, and play, and we're just trying to, you know, just trying to fit in the jeans if you get my draft.
3: <laughs> are you, uh, is it a no-check league, and are there any other professional athletes that that do this? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
13: No, no, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, there's, the idea is to, uh, to avoid after years of, of trying to track people down. It's, uh, it's turned the other way, a complete 180. And it's, uh, uh, it's total avoidance of, uh, physical contact. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, there's got a bunch of guys around Toronto, uh, like, uh cabarets out there. Robbie DeMaio, uh, has come out every once in a while. Steve Thomas, Nick Kiprios, uh, Darcy Tucker. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that uh, that make their way
10: uh, out on uh,
13: on Thursday mornings, and uh, we've had uh, yeah, we, we got a good group.
0: That's cool, John. When's the last time you laced them up? Um,
14: it's been a little bit, but uh, I, I've got back into it. I got a group I play with every Wednesday night. It's a lot of fun, and um, I got this guy that bugs the hell out of me every November. I got to go out and play in his tournament. So um, <laughs> I uh, I get on the ice. And uh, you know, I have fun with it. It's Good. it's a great pace. It's you know, a little step above walking, and uh, it's, yeah. just, it's a lot of fun.
0: Nice, uh, I'm- yes. Oh, uh, Nick, you have a question.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm working from home, so I hope you guys can hear me okay. But I'm uh, the, the current Flyers team is really good, and they were on a, a really strong path this season. I'm curious as to uh, if you guys were able to watch any of the games, and if so, uh, which players you liked, which players you might identify with. Uh, John, it would seem to me like a, a Kevin Hayes would be a guy that's right up your alley. And, and so I'm curious as to what you guys think of the current team.
0: Anybody can take that. Uh, how about uh, let's go to Eric then.
13: Well, we don't get to see unfortunately the Flyers as often as uh as you know, we get the, the Leafs on TV or the or the Canadiens. Um but you know, over the the, the last last number of years was, you know, you can't say enough about uh some of the, the veteran guys of the Flyers, especially uh you know, is always there. Um uh, checks yeah. played uh, played well, but uh you know, connect me uh, and then you, you bring in uh really good goaltending with uh, with Carter Hart. Um you know, just a, a real. It's too bad that the it it had to, you know, the season ended because I th- I thought there was going to be a real push in the playoffs and mm. and you never know what was going to happen with the uh, with the goaltending that they were getting.
0: Yeah, Hey, if you're just tuning in, gang, we've got the Legion of Doom back on. We have Eric Lindros, John Leclaire, Michael Renberg. Renberg is calling us uh, from Sweden. And Michael, I'm curious if word has gotten over the Atlantic about a creature named Gritty to you. Have you have you been made aware of Gritty? <laughs>
14: Yeah, yeah, I have. I saw him uh, last year, so I know who he is. All right, all right. <laughs> but all right. Can I answer? Can I answer the first? Can I ask that? Answer that question too? That Eric yeah, yeah. Left go left for it. Me? Yeah. I I think the the main thing, if if I compare it to a few years ago when I uh, watched the Flyers, I think they play a lot faster game now than it used to do. I mean, they, and that's the key to. To be successful in hockey right now, you have to play a fast game, and that's what I think the players are doing right now.
3: Well, that's, you know, I was going to ask that question, and I don't, you know, maybe I'll direct it at John first, but uh, how do you think your style of play would match in today's game in your prime?
14: Mm. Um, I think we do okay. I mean, I think, um, you know, three of us skated well enough that, uh, you know, we, we could we could compete. Um, and I think, um, you know, even though there's no the physical game's not the same, um, I think with the rules the way they are and the way um, we protected the puck and stuff, that uh, you know our game would still translate and uh, we we could still be successful.
0: I think would be an asset. I mean, with the uh, uh, the lack of the enforcers that uh, that are that used to be so prominent nowadays, having a physical front line like you guys would actually uh be really it would stand out and maybe have a chance to to push it beyond its limits but then again i never played professional hockey so (laughs) well there's
3: i think i think there's there's a natural evolution when it comes to sports and and i you know and there isn't much separation as far as years are concerned from the legion of doom days to what we have today You know, but what we have today compared to, let's say, the game in 1960, 1950 and and so on, it's, you know, heads and tails above where it was. I saw a funny thing on um, the Internet a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, today's major league pitchers in baseball. uh, If Babe Ruth had faced any of the pitchers that we have today and the action that they have on those balls, he might have batted 100,
2: you know, with with, uh, you know, 700 strikeouts in a season. And uh, you they know they always <laughs> love to do things like that. You know, with, with the, the variables, it's hard to figure. You it, know? it really,
3: really is hard to figure. So, um, yep. but like I said, there isn't much of a separation. You know, between uh, let's say the nineteen ninety Flyers and, and the two thousand twenty Flyers.
2: Let, let me ask you, Eric. Uh, so a, a lot was made about your, uh, the three of you, your your size and your physical acuity. But you know, we <laughs> as far as the players of today would you still be considered in your in your in your prime would you still be considered on the larger side i think players routinely get get bigger and more you know the more jacked for lack of a better term how do you think you would rack up against current players well i don't think we would uh, have been lifting as much yeah i think because really?
13: of the rules absolutely because of the rules you're having to battle through a bunch more and and having some having some extra uh, some weight to and strength uh, and bulking up a bit was was kind of essential. And as long as you could skate, and maintain your speed, that was the way to, you know, that was uh, pretty much the way to go. But since the rules have changed, I think uh, there's the, really the, the strength all lies in in obviously your legs, and you want to have you uh, uh, want to be as fast as possible. But uh, you know, it's it's your forearms, uh, it's your forearms and uh, and and core area that uh, are the real areas of, of focus, as opposed to. Uh, um, you know, chest and, and biceps and and back. Uh, that was uh, more of a focus uh, years ago. I think we would. I think we would do fine. I think you know, humans are meant to adapt. And, yeah, and we would figured, You figure it out, right? And um, you know, I, I think we. I, I would have. You would. We would have ended up spending less time or exerting less energy. Uh, with physical contact, and there'd be much more in the well for uh, for other things. So no, uh, sure, I think we we do just fine.
0: Yeah. Do you still lift at all, Eric? <laughs> My kids. <laughs> <laughs> His kids. His kids. Uh, dude, everybody I've talked to who is, is, like the day they wrap it up, they're like, "I'm not going into the gym again, ever again." Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of it. Hey. Uh, Michael, I wanted to ask you this, because this is uh, uh, Swedish-centric. Um, a couple of years ago, when I came back from a visit in uh, Gothenburg, I, I visited a friend there, and she brought something for us to come back and try on the air. It's called Sostroming, <laughs> and we we oh <laughs> opened that putrid garbage in this studio. Have you ever tried that before?
14: Yeah, I've tried it many times. Actually, my two sisters, they just love it. So oh, every time they love back, it? We have it. Oh. Yeah, but you know what? They, they give me
0: sausage instead. <laughs> <laughs> it is, for uh, John and, and Eric, if you don't know what it is, it is the most disgusting. It smells like a dead body was vomited on and left in a dumpster for a, a month. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just the most horrible smelling stuff. It's ever. Viking food. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's terrible.
3: Well, you guys spent a lot of time in Philadelphia, I'm sure. Did you guys each develop a, a taste for Scrapple by any
14: chance? I've never had it. I know it is. Uh, I've seen it, but I
0: haven't had it. <laughs> I don't blame you guys. All right, well, listen, uh, we wanted to get the word out. Number one, we thought it was just very cool to to have a chance to have all three of you back on. You're such a, a staple and, and uh, a, a legend in this city. Uh, But this event that you're going to be participating in and having people an opportunity to be a part of is a for a great cause. And there's a lot of wonderful things you can bid on the all in challenge, but hardly any are in this region right here. Local. So it's killer. It's great stuff. You guys are doing it. But it's a night with the Legion of Doom, you and 11 guests and you get you get to skate on the ice, take shots on goal with Eric uh, ceremonial puck drop. You watch the game from a catered suite. Uh, it just says here that Eric, you're you're going to be there. But but John, are are you and and Michael going to be a part of this too? Um. The floodgates are open. I have a
13: feel. It's all uh, I-, I threw that out there and in, uh, in hopes that uh, we work something out. I'm sure I'm sure it's all possible.
0: All right. So Eric's going to make you do it. All right. <laughs>
10: so that- no, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the autographed uh, jersey and stick and all this stuff and, and it obviously goes for a, a wonderful cause. So uh, it's great to have uh, the three of you on this morning. Uh, we appreciate it. We want you all to. Uh, to- oh, and you know, one more question. We've been asking of all of our guests that we've had been having on uh, lately, and I know the the restrictions are not uh, quite as stringent in Sweden as they are here in the U.S. But uh, but I'll ask Michael anyway. Uh, but we'll start with uh, with John. Uh, have you made any banana bread during the quarantine in your house, John? Is you or anybody there made banana bread?
14: Uh, I think
13: my daughter actually
0: did a couple. Of ago, like a week ago. There so, you uh, go. Hey, okay. about that. Yep. All right, Eric. Any banana bread? No,
13: other types of bread, but not banana bread. Okay, right.
0: that's one. And Michael, how about you? Banana bread in Sweden. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Nope. Okay, no, no banana bread. It's just stroman bread. All right, well, it's it. <laughs> leave it to a local guy. He's all right, the guy that's all right, doing right, the thank banana you. bread. Hold it all right, John, Eric, Michael, you guys did the best. Thanks for being on this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Everybody stay safe. All yes, right. Yes. Let's
14: hear it for the Yay! Legion of Doom.
0: Yeah, hey! Outstanding, hey! man. That's, cool. that's awesome. Where's the? Oh, there it is. Thank you. That was so cool! It was very cool. I'm, I'm glad the the, uh, the phone
2: connection to Sweden was coming in and out a little bit at the beginning, but it, yep. it held up. Yeah. And uh, they're still reeling, though, from Ikea revealing the Swedish meatball recipe. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to hear yeah. something about that. It was heavy duty. Yeah. I just can't believe Eric Lindros was <laughs> calling my <laughs> phone. I know. Um, and
0: we didn't even go there. We did. We did.
2: Thank wait, you. Wait, I, again, I tried.
6: He, does he know about it? Like, did we yes. play it for him before? We yeah. did. Okay.
2: And uh, he was uh, amazing. <laughs> I
0: never thought Eric Lindros would be calling my phone. <laughs> I know he was like, you know, well, these things happen, you know? Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, it was him and answering a question about him, <laughs> him getting good. his concussion <laughs> yeah that's what that was These about things but they edited it together to be oh, we want you oh. back Super.
6: who gave us that who we, we edited it
0: a listener a listener did a listener. it yeah. yeah uh with the you are so beautiful playing in the awesome. background <laughs> we want you back. In time.
2: <laughs> but, but now he's back oh. and honestly when he's officially back when they do whatever the official ceremony is whenever it occurs and it yeah. will occur eventually <laughs> they need to play that i was going to say you know i said
3: i wanted you back here in philly and You're coming back to Philly. You listen to me.
0: (laughs) You love me. You really love me. Let's take a break and come back with the stuff. All right, we'll return in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just
8: say, Alexa, open MMR
4: skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with acme get everything you need milk fresh produce bottled water and more delivered right to your door it's fast and super easy order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order carefully picked conveniently delivered with acme your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of mmr's preston and steve show As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show
8: back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
9: Now,
1: WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files.
9: Brought to you by the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Join Nick McElwain and Team Luke Beasley Media as they step up to take cancer down by participating in the LLS Big Virtual Climb on June 13th. Visit bigclimb.org slash Philly to register today.
0: Uh, the Wyoming Game and Fish Department completed its investigation into a recent incident where a grizzly bear injured a man. The department believes Bear acted in a plausible and defensive manner. Thank you. And will take no action <laughs> against it. His lawyer. Thank you. His lawyer, uh, Marty Singer, uh, of
2: course, uh, spoke for him. The bear uh, was simply being the bear, but any other suggestion is just scurrilous.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Marty. Uh, Spencer Smith of Cody was uh, shed antler hunting. What? what, when, when, what? Well, so. Uh, shed What? I'm assuming it's when elk shed their antlers and he's yeah, going around okay. trying to find them. Yep.
1: If that's what gets you off.
0: <laughs> anyway, he was injured by a grizzly bear. Uh, he was able to walk approximately 1.5 miles to his ATV after the attack where he was assisted by uh, game warden Chris Queen. Yeah, that's how injured he was. He walked a mile and a half. He was then flown by a helicopter to a regional hospital for treatment. Game and fish personnel determined the location of the encounter discovered the tracks of a single adult male grizzly bear. Uh, Smith was hiking alone in steep, moderately heavy timber when the attack occurred. He was unaware of the bear until it made contact with him. During the encounter, here's what happened. The bear actually bit Smith's bear spray, which was holstered on his hip. That ruptured the canister, and so all that bear spray came flying out, and it presumably caused the bear to... In my uh, to break off uh, the attack. So, In my face. I think you might have a case against this guy. I have guy. a case against him. Yes. This is the kind of douche who wanders around collecting sheddings. Uh, due to the circumstances involving a surprise. In my face. Involving a surprise encounter and the inability to identify. Surprise. I live here. Identify the individual bear, Game and Fish. Does not plan to take management action against the bear at this time. What do you mean, at this time? So, I think you're in the clear for now. All right.
1: So. All right. Okay, because it uh, it was in my face. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, if you squint, maybe a large bird might look like a camel. Uh, please. in. In the Netherlands say officers were responding to reports of a loose camel but ended up catch- capturing an emu on uh, Friday morning. Someone confused an emu with a camel. Yeah. Police say the bird was wandering loose in the Coyoteweg area of Rotterdam. Uh, Police joked about the incident on Twitter, but officials say that they are still investigating whether it's possible that a camel was also loose in the area.
2: You know, the emu is the second largest bird on Earth right after the uh, ostrich. ostrich? Okay, I believe that was a Jeopardy question. And what is a blue emu? Uh, It doesn't stink. It It has no odor. It's the hardest uh, bird for hunters to go after. Mm. Because it doesn't stink? It doesn't stink. Blue emu. It works fast. Everyone it works great. It stink. don't stink. And you no. rub it on your elbows when they get all twitchy and painful. <laughs> no, ain't now Who's the best salesperson we could get? Who's
0: the best How pe- about me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the OPP. Yeah, you know me. says they caught a young driver. This is in Toronto. These are the okay, places. Yeah. Uh, allegedly speeding at 308 kilometers an hour. That's 61 miles an hour. No, it's actually, it's 191. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know that stupid system. Dude's pushing 200. That's crazy. Uh, Sergeant, Kerry Schmidt said this is the fastest speed I've ever heard of. Uh, Schmidt said that the 19-year-old driver was in his father's car at the time. I, and I got to know what kind of car this is, but it doesn't say. To be doing close- it was
5: a Mercedes. It was a souped-up Mercedes. Pressed really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus.
0: Uh, Schmidt says that the 19-year-old driver was in his father's car at the time of the incident uh, with another 19-year-old passenger alongside him. 200 miles an hour? 191. Okay. I mean, one itty-bitty thing goes wrong and you're dead. Yes. Any little thing. Uh, Schmidt said that the driver was stopped near Burlington and was subsequently charged with stunt driving under the Highway Traffic Act as well as a criminal charge of dangerous driving, uh, the driver's license, Has also been suspended for seven days and the vehicle has been impounded for the same amount of time. Uh, Toronto police said, yeah, he was stunt driving. What are you doing up there? You doing some stunt flying or something? (laughs) Uh, Toronto Police confirmed last month that officers have been handing out an unusually high number of speeding tickets. Close to 3,000 speeding tickets were handed out between March 15th and March 31st. So we've been talking about that
2: here. And I've been noticing, actually, uh, there's been an increase as things are coming more and more back online and people going back to work. Yeah. uh, That I'm noticing more cars online. So everyone who's been going crazy speeding... It's going to get extra dangerous now that there's going to be more cars on the road.
3: Yeah. Yep. So um,
2: take it down to 150.
3: So when I was driving in Ontario in October, I'm so stupid that I didn't realize that I had kilometers on my odometer. Right. They're just smaller and on the inside of everything. So I didn't know how fast I was going. I don't know. <laughs> so I said to the guy next to me, I go, can you please tell me? Like how fast I'm going if I'm you know um, can you look at can you Google how fast I'm going if I'm
2: going 55 miles per hour now realizing kilometers are already I on here no clue written right there yeah, right I there. know I figured
0: that out <laughs> all right and then one last story uh, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol and McLeod Police Department were involved in a chase Monday afternoon I saw the video of this it's it's nuts uh, it is unknown where the chase started but at one point the driver was traveling westbound on I 40 the truck was eventually sent. Into the barrier yes. on westbound I forty by a pit maneuver by a highway patrolman. I saw this. The car, the truck rolls over, lands back on its tires, and this guy keeps going and l- kept the chase happening for several miles on the highway. Rolled over, yeah, yeah, right itself and t- and kept going. Eventually, they Ta-da. pulled over. Uh, they pulled over and pulled him over. And forty three year old Floyd Grass. And an unknown passenger were arrested by authorities. It's unknown what led up to the chase, but it's pretty incredible footage. We're watching it right now. Yeah, honestly, use that for a commercial for the truck. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file. Be right back. What's new? Have you asked, Dirty Honey? Ozzy Osbourne. Black Keys. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Kathy had mentioned earlier this morning that um, what's the the mandatory situation on on, uh, masks? uh, that the governor had announced, Kathy?
6: Yeah. So, uh, starting on Sunday, uh, in order to enter a business, an essential business that is staying open, um, you have to be wearing a mask, including all of the employees, which that they seem to be doing that already. Uh, but now if we're leaving the house and we're going somewhere to go to the grocery store, um, or something like that, uh, you will have to wear masks as well.
0: I was thinking about this at this, uh, we were going to, you know, chit chat about this and a few other, you know, quarantine type issues and so on. But, um, Steve. Is this quarantine
2: corner? Is this I think
0: it's quarantine corner <laughs> or Corona corner. Uh, either one. It's a Corona activity. Yeah, corona. Uh, so what about like superhero masks? And I was trying to think of which yeah. ones would would make for a good Iron Man. That's what I was thinking. Iron Man, full on Iron Man it. helmet. You got it
2: going on, man. So I have I have the Rocketeer helmet, but That's it's pretty got... cool too. Yeah, but it's got a grid in the front. Well, you could wear a little <laughs> put a
0: little. <laughs> Little mask over I now, could. just the mouth put part. A, and put still a wear the surgical helmet. mask over now, with the fin. Now is the cosplays person's time, right? Come on, this is it. You hey, can, Link, you can walk, walk yeah. around in in full public and not have to worry about standing <laughs> out. Deadpool, you know? yeah. yeah, Steve, Deadpool, what about Spider Man, Bane? Bane is perfect. Bane was built for the coronavirus. Yeah, you're right about that. I can't
2: put my hand over my face like I normally do because (laughs) it's not correct.
0: Yeah, but he... he, I'm protected. He's perfect for that. It's
2: part of the New World (laughs) Auto.
0: It is, actually.
2: Come over to my house later on. I'm making bad soup.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yes, yeah, Spider-Man would work, obviously. Batman wouldn't. Uh, uh, his... though
2: the Batman Beyond would because he has a facial plate that comes down over his, his, chin. his chin. RoboCop would not because RoboCop has his chin exposed. Darth yeah. Vader would work. Darth Vader's Vader was made for viruses.
0: Yeah. And All the... you have
2: to do is burn your body and then get into a cyber cybernetic unit.
0: And then a few other from the Star Wars. Uh... R2-T2. Uh, yeah. Uh, get in an R2-T2 costume. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, Stormtrooper. Mandalorian, Stormtrooper. yep, exactly. So all of these costumes, which I'm sure Kathy, you have a lot of them at home.
6: I, I mean, yes. We, I basically have every single one. We had our um, Batarang uh, delivered the other day. Nice. Oh
2: really? Oh, is he big into Batman?
6: Well, now because he, he, so he's watching some movies. Obviously, now that we're we're home, so at night he watches a movie, and so now he's just starting to get back into Batman. He was when he was much younger. Now we're getting right. back into. Him. All right.
2: I, uh, all right. All right. I love that kid.
0: We're getting yeah. some really good suggestions <laughs> on the text. Winter Soldier. It's Witch. just oh. out in the mouth. <gasps> Duh. Yeah. And a Perfect. silver arm if you want to really complete it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah. Dude, Guardians the, of the Black galaxy. Panther. The Black Panther. Panther.
6: This is we great. Have that. We have the full. Yeah, we have that. Listen,
0: that
2: is a clarion call to... Cosplayers all over the place. I'm gonna,
0: blo- I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a mask. I'm gonna go play okay. superhero. Every I
2: day. actually have a full Black Panther mask at home. Do
0: you? I do. Oh, do Can you I have it?
2: <laughs> what <laughs> now? When I need it more than ever yeah. in these uncertain times? Yeah. Kathy, you bought a Batarang? Yeah, for Yeah,
3: not for me. I know, but like you allowed him to have one. That's what I mean. How is it's he
6: gonna?
2: How is he gonna mean? fight off people? Right, Kathy?
6: Yeah, it's not like it's plastic. It's a. It's not like it's
2: some dangerous... It's not real! It's not (laughs) real! So let me ask you, though, to that point, (laughs) Kathy, or do you think there would be any blowback? If I were to go in with my full Black Panther mask into my Acme, would that serve the purpose? If you can get away with a scarf around your mouth... Yes. Why not well, a Black Panther mask?
6: So we were just saying the other day how putting those masks on, like, you almost feel like you're going in to rob the place. So right. mm-hmm. um, I would imagine that if everyone started to go in full costume, uh, I'm not sure that they would like that. Well, day. Dennis we
2: Miller to- used to have a thing in his uh, a business routine, Kathy, about what if you're a bank teller in Anchorage, Alaska, and everyone's wearing a yeah. ski mask? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you could go old
0: school and be like, you know, do like Jesse James. Yeah, you know, like the there's the bandana yeah. pulled down here, and, uh, and, a, and a cowboy I'm like hat, a mm-hmm. Uh Somebody pointed out the Predator helmet.
2: Perfect. Yeah, right. And then you, because you also have those those uh, air things
0: when he disconnects. Yep. <laughs> uh, Master Chief. Master Chief is yep, perfect. From Halo, Sub Zero, oh. and Scorpion. If you want to go to Mortal Kombat. Yes, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which
3: one was that? Uh that was Scorpion. Get yeah. over here. Get over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love that game. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say, I'm not hating the mask thing. It is kind of interesting. And I, I was digging the masks, the Preston. They started
2: releasing them. It was more for motorcycle uh, enthusiasts. Yeah, and uh, they were selling them. Like, Shit, if I bought one of the, if I, if I bite if I bought one of those, <laughs> I buy it. If I bided that, would I look stupid? It? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> when, when I
3: had my long hair last year, I bought all these these buffs. And so now I have, like, and they're all... You know, We're buffs. Um, like if you remember Buffers Survivor, yeah, uh, they could be. You could either wear them around your neck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, sure. Uh, yes. A lot of Sorry. times, people who like do dirt biking and stuff like that will yeah. uh, will wear. I actually buff.
0: have. That's that's what I have in my car as a, as a as yeah. a standby. I just didn't know it was called a buff. You so just I reminded me. I, I had those because when when
2: I uh, for hiking yeah. in, in cold weather, I, yeah. I, I and just pull it up over my nose. Are they are they different than a
5: balaclava? Are they the same thing?
2: I... Balaclava ha- is a little bit different. It's like, like a honey dessert dish, and it's a little little bit That's Spock Spock Levan. Levan. Oh, oh. but I'm a little it's a little more rigid That's kind of what okay I was
3: all right Casey what were you gonna say um no so I have like four different ones of those and they're all um, fish uh related and stuff but uh you mean,
2: like actual fish or the band No, nah, the band the oh. greatest band ever. why are you wearing a trout on your face <laughs> yeah what's with the Marlin over there
0: <laughs> um you know what you could do you could do this and it wouldn't look out of the ordinary right now Casey you could wear the full Green man costume <laughs> to go good. grocery shopping. Preston, yeah. you could do that. It could turn out that the
2: pandemic is the funnest thing ever. That's right. You know? <laughs> I mean,
0: outside of all the outside people. Outside of dying, all the ass and the
2: disease and the destruction yeah. and, the dest- and destroying our economy, you can wear masks. No, the. Oh, the
0: um, Steve, what? R- a Rorschach mask next perfect one that actually moves they do make them mm-hmm. that actually do that that movement I, so. I tried to get one on Amazon and I couldn't find one yeah I, I saw they were kind of an ad on uh, on Instagram It popped up and Casey had showed it to me yeah and, uh, but I never did the follow-through on ordering it but that would be pretty cool or a scream mask uh what the screen scream mask. yeah yes. yeah Any <laughs> Well, There's not really a mask,
2: yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. You well, know, you know, just burn your face. Just burn your face yeah. really bad.
2: Well, so they have
3: because of like the Green Man and the the those um what do you call it uh, like spandex type masks. They have um you know like scary monstery masks yeah. and stuff like that that you can just, just throw it over your, your face. Yeah. Uh, somebody <laughs>
0: pointed out uh, Shredder from Shredder. The Teenage Mutant Ninja. Oh my God! Did you, you Preston? Speaking
3: of which, on Saturday Night Live. They did uh, middle aged mutant ninja turtles. Oh, it was great. <laughs> okay, so it's all the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. and, that have now grown up, and they all have like kids and stuff like that. Middle aged. Yeah. T- <laughs> did you see it? I did. It was oh, great. It's so yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh Sorry <laughs> about that, Preston. No, Come I was just here. curious.
0: I thought you might have more. Do you have to go a joke? On. Do you have a joke? Other than other than than I really don't have a joke. Okay, per that's se. all right. So uh, <laughs> somebody else had pointed out the Gimp mask. Uh, from Pulp Fiction. Honestly, if mm-hmm. so, if you're into
2: BDSM, right? Is that uh, the the whole deal? Yeah. If you have any of those masks, like the canine mask. Mm.
0: Ant-Man? These are good suggestions. Hannibal Lecter, except he, like... <laughs> now, there's a grid. Yeah, like the uh, the, the, the Rocketeer. Yeah, Rock- the, the Rocketeer. So there's there's uh, grid, Unless yeah. you do put a surgical mask over it. Uh, yes. And then you're, you're, you're double masked. Uh Interesting. So, some ideas for you this morning. All right. So, our next guest, we're so excited to hear about what he and his fellow cast members of the movie, uh, That Thing You Do, are doing. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool that they're getting back together for this event. It it's is a great a, cause. It's a live YouTube watch party to support Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund. It's on Friday at 7 o'clock. I need to play some music, but not what our guest is expecting. Automatically start twisting when I hear yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Captain Geech and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Please welcome Mr. Steve Zahn yeah. to the show this morning. Hey, Steve. Yeah. I love the Captain geech Oh man, <laughs> the Shrimp Shack Shooters, the best man. <laughs> uh, hey, are you? So you and the guys, uh, the rest of the members of the of the Wonders, uh, are yeah. do, are doing this on your own, or did this idea come from elsewhere?
15: No, this. Uh, Tom Everett Scott and I were talking last week, like this is a week ago. Wow. Yeah, and and we were like, hey, you know what we should do? We should do like a commentary. We should like play the movie, and we just thought of it as being this little thing that we just would do for fun. And then we, you know, had a meeting with all the guys, and then and then it was like, yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can do it on. Let's start a YouTube page. Blah blah blah. And now we're doing interviews and stuff. Like five days later, it's insane it's grown so much and um yeah on friday night seven eastern we're gonna you know count down start the movie everybody who's watching do the same and then we're just gonna shoot the crap and uh have a couple guests and um it's just gonna be like really loose and free and
0: fun you know what steven and i think that the the reaction and and why so many people have gotten excited like ourselves is that we kind of see that group as a real band (laughs) yeah it oddly enough it's 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 such a fun movie and the end of it you know tells you about their lives and what the characters went on to do and we kind of look at at the the own eaters as the wonders as as the real thing you know did you get that sensation
15: yeah well Part of that, a lot of that has to, has to do with Tom Hanks and, and Gary Getzman, the producer. And when we when we got together, when we initially were cast, um, we spent like a month playing music together. That's it. Yeah. We didn't read the script. We didn't work on character. We didn't do the things that usually do um, going into a movie. And the reason is... We knew that it was going to be a really big gig, meaning a lot of cameras and a lot of big production. And Tom and Gary just said, "Look, we don't want to have to mess around with. Oh, don't, don't, don't sit on Tom now. He's not on his drums. He's not doing it well. Or so, so we had to we had to learn. You know, the songs to the point of where um, we could play them, and um, they didn't have to worry about.
0: Yeah, and and you know how to play guitar. I mean, we saw you in Saving Silverman. You play in that as well. Do you play on your own for entertainment?
15: Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's therapy to me. I mean, I, I, I've done a lot of music stuff. I did a series called Treme on HBO. Yeah, and, and that was all musicians and stuff. So I'm the first to say that I am not a musician. <laughs> I, you know, I can imitate people playing guitar. Right. That is a big difference between being. Being the real deal. Right. I mean, Ethan Embry, who plays uh, Bass, he's he's really good.
0: Okay. I didn't know that.
15: He was, he was one of the only ones that was, like, you know, really good.
0: Hey, I wanted to ask about the version of the film you're going to watch because uh, I have seen some of the um, scenes that, that were taken out of the, the, the theatrical release that I think really shed a lot of light ...on the plot because there's a scene where you guys go to... ...the band goes to a a jazz radio station and it's Clint Howard as the DJ. And right. I always wondered why was that in the movie? And then when I saw the, the, the cuts that they took out... A uh, guy in the recording studio after the band breaks up ends up sitting down with his the Del Paxton, the jazz musician, and he calls he calls the Clinton Howard character and says, Man, I can't believe I have I'm I'm doing this. And he's like, Hey, start recording them. Talk to him. Get this stuff on tape. And he does. Right. He records it, takes it back to him, and at the end of the movie, when he's sitting in the diner with a uh, Liv Tyler's character, uh, Faye, um, he says he's got all these tapes there with him, and you just don't know what those are. And apparently he was gonna become a radio job. Oh. Uh, right. And and I really? thought that was kind of a cool plot point left out uh of the of the movie. And there were some other scenes where you find out that uh, that Mr. White is actually gay and Howie Long is his gay lover. <laughs> yeah. Um I
15: know, isn't that crazy? It's
0: <laughs> awesome. Aren't <laughs> you surprised at, at some of the it's things early stairs and like a bunch of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you
15: know, there's a bunch of other people that that didn't make the cut, but that's, yeah. that's movies for it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Well, since you're... We're, gonna, we're not going to do the extended yeah. one. We're okay. going to do the actual release version. Um, yeah. Uh, just for time's sake. I mean, it's going to be two and a half hours right there.
2: Well, the, you know, the, the, the movie, honestly, is is, is such a... It, the, people adore it. It's become that sort of thing because it, it's... And as Preston says, it's one of those rare movies that in time... Um, you know, you, it, it 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 feels real to you. You know the way I perceive Homer Simpson as being a real entity. This movie has that sort of um, uh, aura about it. So, so when you guys get together, do you immediately? Do you just immediately click back in? I mean, I I know you go, go off and do your different careers, but I assume that vibe yeah, is lasting. No, right? we're,
15: we're, this was a really unique experience on so many different levels, and and honestly. We're really tight, and I can't say that about any other cast. That's awesome you know, that I've been involved with, and and um, I it has it has to do with kind of this this leg. Look, this movie missed man in the box office. We were third, I remember? Like behind really? yeah. uh, something Wives Club and some other movie, and it was a real disappointment. But it has legs, and it has legs because it's just this kind of. I don't know, wholesome, really simple story, and uh, you know, kind of a m- American myth, and it's. I mean, a lot of the movies I've done that that people come up to me in the grocery store for were, were flops, you know. But for some reason, well,
2: I'm a big fan of reality bites, and you know, yeah. and just just you, you, you're a part of a number of movies that, are, that that capture moments in time, and obviously some 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 hits as well. But those movies can mean a lot, and and with the wonders. Especially at this time, with all that's going on, you need yeah. to take a step away from the news and let yourself turn yourself over to something that's gonna make you feel good. so the fact that you're using this yeah. movie to do it is great.
15: well, it works too Adam Schlesinger, who wrote that thing you do yeah. uh you know died last week yes um um and he was really responsible for the movie period um and you know hank Sabin uh and Rita. Yeah. I was getting it, and I think it kind of spurred us, and we were like, "Hey, let's let's just do something fun." I mean, look, I've I've like been a non social media guy <laughs> my whole life, right. and I just started like an Instagram just because there was this void of entertaining, you know what I mean? And I found, wow, I can do stupid crap, and yeah. you know, and and I think that's if there's anything. A silver lining in this whole thing it's kind of brought people together in a weird way and entertainment will always be there it'll just shift and change you know
2: no i, I agree wholeheartedly because honestly listen this is this, this is a serious thing going on but there are elements and if you don't look for those positive elements then you're going to put yourself into a constant panic and that shouldn't be the case because there's every reason to be encouraged by the way things are progressing that's that's part of it but uh, you you've been actually and I, I've said this, um, uh, you know, we've many times on the show, I, I uh, when I was going through a, a medical thing years ago, uh, Modern Family was a show for me that that really was kind of a diversion therapy. You were on Modern <laughs> Therapy. I mean, at Modern <laughs> Ther- modern Family, it just wrapped up. We were experienced on that show. And, and that had to be sort of bittersweet to see the the, uh, the show wrap up.
15: Yeah, I mean, I I was a small part of that. But, yeah. um But um, that you, was a. That was a
2: blast you got to play the absolute neighbors from hell
15: <laughs> yeah i, I played kind of me in a weird I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I talked to the writers and they were like what well, do you want to play? you know what do you want to do we just want to have you on And i was like we're like this is our idea you're the neighbor with the boat and like the truck and i'm like yeah let me yeah i'll do that guy so.
0: <laughs> yeah and everyone could connect <laughs> yeah it was it was great yeah it was cool um what's the speculation on uh tom or rita maybe being a part of this i know nothing's been announced on uh, that. i think it's pretty pretty strong oh <laughs> nice <laughs> and and liv is involved too liv tyler yeah yeah lives in uh lives
15: in england and i've been i've been uh talking to her it's like she's like I, it took us an hour to figure out the the world is round and it's different times. <laughs> so so with
2: with, with 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 Tom Hanks directing, and as I say this is an important you know it was, it was a cool thing from to to be a part of that. Um, and sometimes actors can transition and 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 you know do the the directing thing, but he seemed to really get the best out of you guys. What was that experience like working with him?
15: Oh, it was crazy. I mean, he was. He was—I mean—he's still at the top of his game. But then it was just—he was surrounded by just amazing people. And Tom is a—Tom is like our dad, man. I mean, not only did we learn, um, you know, the the tricks of the trade, but I mean, I I remember one day we were late, like four minutes, you know, to set. um, And he brought us all into a trailer and he sat us down and he said, "Okay, that's the last time that'll ever happen," in a really nice, kind of funny way. And we and we thought, yeah, we won't be late tomorrow. And he said, no, for the rest of your lives, well, don't uh-huh. be late. And you know, it was that kind of stuff that we that we really adhered to that advice. And and um, and to this day, I mean, once you're a part of the Playtone family, you're just part of it. You know, it sounds corny, but yeah. it's true. And I talked to those I talked to those guys a couple months ago. You That's know, great. and It was you know
0: that just doesn't happen in this
15: business. Or it does, but on personal levels, not on a uh,
0: company level. Steve, do you remember the uh, the fate of your character Lenny at the end of the show? What they said he went on to do or have happen? Yeah, I go to I go to Laughlin, don't I? I'm not sure where. I know that you were a used car salesman, or no?
15: Yeah, I, I think I'm a casino. A casino, guy. Yeah, a <laughs> casino,
0: yeah, small casino.
15: But it's not even in Vegas. It's like in Laughlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that works.
0: That works. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah <laughs> no i i i loved your character and and they all uh they all had their you know in fact uh you know tom's character uh mr white puts it he's like you know lenny's the fool you know yeah. you're the tad right. you know the, so jimmy's the talent and you're you're the smart one and it all kind of plays perfectly everybody all those characters had a great role and it fit right in this nice little package uh, yeah. so but it, it's cool that you guys are getting get, getting t- together to do this it's you know a sad occasion with uh, with adam passing but i think everybody's gonna yeah. enjoy and appreciate the your your look into the movie yeah and
15: then and then hooking it up with um with music cares which is um, trying to raise money for them. That yeah. really takes care of music industry people.
2: You know? There, there's so many. We're, we're, we're so, I mean, honestly, going on right now, there's so many people that are, are peripheral to the shows and to the music that we love who are really, you know, really in dire straits. So to do something like this is, is critically important. We're going to make sure people support it and watch it. And just
0: on a basic level, uh, we it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. and I can't wait. <laughs> and, Steve, we're doing an in, informal uh, poll with uh, a celebrity guest uh, during the yeah. uh, during the lockdown during the quarantine. Have you made any banana bread?
15: Oh my god, <laughs> we we've made a. I was gonna swear I'm not
0: an S load. A lot. No, a, really? You have made a lot of banana bread. No, okay. I'm not even a big banana bread guy, but yeah. I'm like eating
15: a lot of banana bread.
2: What it, we have found that banana bread is the pandemic food of choice. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's insane. I feel like we're in 1881.
15: Like, hey, you want to go to town kid? Town. Like, no. Go to town? <laughs> yep. saddle up the horses. You we're, know. Going, we're going into we're town. We're just going to drive through town and look at it. <laughs> You're, You're right. right. And everybody's into it, you know, like. Oh, yeah. The time. Yeah. I have nothing to do. What day is it? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my well, God. I don't
15: know how month it is.
2: Banana yeah. bread time. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll see these artists, even like these death metal artists, will post pictures of banana bread that they've made. <laughs> mm-hmm.
15: But I don't, I don't like the chocolate chips. I, I gotta say, there's too many chocolate chips. I, I, a I, big battle here. You have to put. And me I have in... a da- My daughter's vegan. Uh. So, yeah. Wrap your head around that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. My kids are my my kids are such.
3: What I was? Uh, that's uh, the only time I chimed in for this whole interview when I ruined it. No, I said my kids are such picky eaters that when I make things, I have to make different sections for each child. Right. So like, they my kids don't like. Nuts! So I had to, you know, I have to. All right, well, this side doesn't have any nuts, or this side does, or this side doesn't have any.
15: Oh, apple that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. dude, you need to put the foot down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm with Steve There's on this one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I no. I... Well, listen. the The event is uh, it's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on YouTube. I'm going to be watching this. This I can't cool, wait cool. for something like this. Uh, so thanks for doing it, Steve. We appreciate it. It's always great to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, thanks for helping us spread the word. Anytime. Steve's on, guys. Take care, man. Have a good one. Oh, (laughs) man. That was so cool. I love it. Banana bread. And the banana bread! (laughs) It's what's bringing us all together.
2: And you know what, though? I haven't had any banana bread. Really? We got to change that. So, uh, um, my wife has been stepping up, though. Her brownies are world
6: class.
2: (laughs) I think I'll make banana bread this weekend.
6: I did. I did it already. I'm going to do a second batch because uh, I didn't quite perfect it. So
2: tomorrow's her birthday, and I'm going to do. I'm going to pull a move. she loves nothing bunt cakes, uh-huh. and they do have takeout. Oh, good! Okay. Right, do that. I love
6: Grab those them. things, Steve. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. See, my bananas I think are ripe for the making now, and I got the special secret Betsy McElwain recipe. Really? Yes, the from scratch banana bread. So I will probably be making it this weekend as well. And
2: so I'll be glad to accept your gift of some.
0: When yes. this is all when this is all over, everybody's wondering what we'll be doing when this is all over yes. when the quarantine is lifted. Banana bread bake-off. Absolutely. I'm saying right, yeah. now, right now. we, we got to find out who's done the best. Yeah. So when we can we can gather again, ladies and gentlemen, someone write that down. Yes. I'm not going to write it down myself. No. Uh, write no. it down. Because I'm not going to Because I'm but not going to do that. Those
2: pens are heavy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And and someone else come up with all the details and everything, but I just yeah. want you to know. Someone else do it. We're gonna do a banana yeah. bread bake off. <laughs> or you're gonna do it and we're gonna all watch. Right. Let's take one final break. Come back in a second. Letter of the day, Word of the Week Prize. We're getting so close to giving that away. We'll be right back. Okay.
9: It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and septa drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation and janitorial workers, and we thank our police, EMTs and firefighters. WMMR is here for you too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside, or just to keep your workday moving, we're here for you on your radio, smart speaker, and the MMR app. Where you won't find us is on your credit card bill. We're in this together, and we wouldn't have it any other way. 933 WMMR, putting Philly first. <laughs>
0: can't ever remember a time when that don- that song didn't sound good or that dong didn't sound good. <laughs> Listen, when you're in the porn industry and you hear a really good dong, no! Jesus, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> 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 Wow, we that got, was that was a wonderful admission. We got we got one more interview to do, <laughs> and it's the most That's exciting interview of the day. Well, because we've been looking we look forward off into to the this. weekend. Yes, yeah. we have been looking. I days. mean, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, the dong thing this year. All Who Fighters on MMR, Rustin and Steve show. <laughs> uh i got a lot going through my head right now because we were yesterday we had steve zahn yes on the show i've had steve many times on the program it was by far the most fun interview we have had with him well yeah and we're so excited about this yes we are about this event tonight now we were scheduled to have tom everett scott and we may still have tom everett scott on in a moment (laughs) we're working on it but as a bonus we we have two more members of the Wonders what? on the show right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 you didn't yeah. even know it this, right, see. Nick? We oh, what ju- happened? We just found this out.
2: We have so, the whole. We've had the whole. At this point, we'll have had the whole band.
0: Yeah. If if Tom yeah. calls in, we would have had the entire band, and I'm going to conference these guys in together. They're calling from different uh, locations, so I'm going to get them in now. Please welcome both Ethan Embry and Jonathan Sheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, <laughs> gentlemen, I I can't believe this. Is our first of all, Ethan? Uh, Where? Hey. Where are you? How are you guys doing? We're wonderful. Where are you, Ethan? I'm down in Georgia. In Georgia. All right. And, Jonathan, where are you? Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Right. This is so cool. And you, you guys are going to be, you know, obviously tonight uh, at 7 o'clock for this event, uh, being joining each other one together, uh, together. But you guys have also been coordinating leading up to this, correct?
16: This yeah, we've been going on back to
12: on Twitter.
0: Twitter. You, you've, been <laughs> going on, you've been going on Twitter. That's awesome. Listen, I... I love the fact that you guys are have have stayed in touch with each other. As we were telling Zahn yesterday, it's like the band is real. I yeah. mean, I, I love this movie so much, and it's it's just a fun representation of that place and time and music, and of the story of and of a rise and fall of a one hit wonder. Uh, but you know, and I'll address you one at a time, so we so we're not talking all over each other. Uh, but this morning, uh, Marissa, one of our producers. Show me a video of you guys, and Ethan, I'll go to you first, when you went over to Japan to tour, <laughs> to promote the movie, and it was like the real thing. It's like you guys were a real band, wasn't it?
16: Uh, you get First of all, Marissa needs to send me that video. We would love to watch <laughs> I, I that. I posted more. it on Twitter. Oh, fantastic. I'll, I'll hunt it down. Um, yeah. But that we were just talking about that experience yesterday during one of our interviews. We... We went on a on a tour in Japan. Played a couple crazy Japanese morning shows, and it, yeah, it was like being in a real band. For
0: That's a so cool. Weeks. I believe it. And and Jonathan, tell me, and and I, you know, you can speak for everybody. It looks like it was probably one of the most fun times of your life.
12: Yeah, it was definitely one of the most fun times of my life. It's not the most fun, but my family is is a lot of fun as well. <laughs> <laughs>
10: my second family, and uh, we.
12: That we've stuck together for about for all this time and got to see each other here, there, and and we're getting together because you know we're we're kind of the we feel like we're we're in in the forefront of what everyone's going through at the same time. Yeah, and uh, one thing is that. That thing you do is a feel good movie, so we're gonna we want everyone to show up and, and have a great time tonight with us.
0: Um, well You know what? Uh, speaking of uh, you know Steve Zahn yesterday, Ethan he had said you know at the time when that thing you do came out, it really did so so at the box office. But yeah. what what about it has has given it the legs that it has, and that people still have such a uh, a passion for it.
16: You know, if if I knew the formula for what that happens, how that happens with certain movies, but I don't. But most of my movies were short-lived in the box office, and then they continue on through their VHS life. And I'll take that experience over a really good first two weekends any day because (laughs) the movies then become part of people's lives because they watch it every other couple of months and –
2: I I we agree and honestly the the people we enjoy talking to the most are the people who populate those mo- those movies those moments where where people say they want to turn you on, uh, you know, to that thing you do. They want to turn you on to an Empire Records or, or 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 anything that that has. It becomes near and dear to people. It's something they sort of take ownership of, and and we're always excited to talk to actors associated with uh, those projects. So in and you a way, know
16: what I think too, I think music is a big thing. Yeah, if you look at a yeah. lot of those films, they're built on this foundation of music mm-hmm. and. Music is such a personal thing with people's lives that when a, when a film is built on that foundation, people don't want to let it go
0: and guys, would would this movie have been what it was without Adam Schlesinger writing that incredibly hooky song that thing you do
12: you know it was uh it was the first time we heard, we heard it was a bunch of different songs that they all played at once uh, to try to pick the winner. it was easy when you heard it it was like, God. That that song just is catchy, yeah. you know. It's snappy. The it's
10: tune of the movie. It's snappy. <laughs> <It's>
12: snappy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfect.
2: Well, the Fountains of Wayne. We were, you know, we were fans to begin with. We were playing them on uh, the radio station we were on at, at the, the time, and the, the, again, snappy and hooky, and all those things apply. But uh, you know, uh, uh, reading about his body of work, he just basically said, and, and we had a, a clip of his uh, uh, an extensive interview he did just before he, he passed, uh, talking about. He oh. just he just did imitations of artists he loved, but he added he added so much more to that, and that that's what drove. You, you needed to believe this would be a hit, and you needed to believe you guys as a band, and both things happened.
12: Yeah, the the movie was called that thing you do before the song was written. So, wow. the whole every yeah, so you had to carry the weight and
16: carry that's it all. That's not a way music, music
12: to write. That's a hard <laughs> <year>.
16: <laughs> yeah so, yeah, you know, on, like that can go south
0: fast. Hey, I saw an interesting suggestion from someone to uh, eventually do a follow-up film called That Thing We Did. <laughs> that would be pretty And we
16: cool. all sound like the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> and you're singing about dogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, it, it took me several, several viewings of that movie until I realized in the entire film, your character... They never call you by name. They call you the bass player and it wasn't until one day I'm watching the end of the film and I see what happened to all the guys in the band as their lives played out and sure enough there you are your character's name is T B player the bass player.
16: I was I'm like I'm not mistaken it's T Period, like it, the T and B yeah, is, yeah. Um, yeah. is uh, parenthetical. Is that the grammaric term that I'm looking for? We'll Maybe. go with it, uh, yeah. It's an abbreviation. So we went with Tobias because I think the <laughs> abbreviation was in the script, too.
10: Yeah.
0: But but I have I, no idea what his middle name was, but uh, his first name was Tobias. I always assumed it was for the bass player, and, <laughs> and and it was kind of funny that they that they did that. It was maybe a commentary on how bass players kind of get lost in the shuffle of, of band lineups, yeah. maybe. That,
16: yeah, like, exactly. Like That's Paul exactly McCartney right. and yeah. like uh, Les Claypool, totally lost in the shuffle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so uh, tonight, how's this going to work? Um, is is somebody going to host this and and uh, are you guys going to have free commentary while while you're watching the movie? How's it going to play out? Jonathan? You to it,
12: John?
10: Yeah,
0: go take ahead, Jonathan.
12: Well, okay, so well, the first thing that we're going to do, everyone's going to get together. And we're going to uh, honor the uh, people on the front lines, the nurses and the doctors. That uh, They do that every day in New York at 7, 7 p.m. We're going to do the same thing and honor them. And then so right the, we're right gonna, at the top. Everybody applaud and get up and make noise with us.
2: Great, okay. great.
12: Yeah. And then we're, uh, I think Tom Scott's gonna give us a little countdown. Everyone get their players ready and we're all gonna push play at the same time. Okay. So that the yeah, so with playing. you guys
16: watching at home, get, get the copy of your movie queued up right there at that 21st century logo where the drum roll starts and push pause.
2: And we'll tell you when we all push play together. So you've got, you've got the YouTube channel running. You can have it, um, you know, however you do it. You have it on your laptop or whatever. And you got it with, if you're watching it on, on any one of the streaming services, or if you have a disc, you get it all queued up. It starts and then you guys are off and running with the commentary. Yeah, you and you know, Zahn, Zahn
12: will be off and running.
15: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just gonna lean back and let Steve take the whole. I'll, I'll,
12: I'll, I'll tell that's you guys. All I did in the movie anyway. Just tried not to laugh the whole time. Uh, I'll tell
2: you what. We've had some crazy interviews with him over the years, but he he. The last interview just yesterday was so good because he's so passionate about doing this, and he considers you guys such dear friends. You know, and he was he kept going on about how. You know, it, it's the rarest of things in the in business like the business you guys are in to develop a fraternal sense that you have with this collective. So and, and you're all, you're all echoing that as well.
12: Yeah, Zon's coming out here. He's going to help me fix my flooding problems. <laughs> <laughs> he's the reason why I'm in Nashville. So he's going to come over here and help. Hey, he's going
15: to bring a tractor.
2: I wanted to say to you, uh, Jonathan, you you had a good run, and I hope it continues as Jonah Hex on the uh, the CW, the the, um, uh, the you know yeah. um, Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman is one of my favorite characters. Uh, the Jonah Hex character. Is there any uh, plan to continue that? you know we haven't discussed it
12: but it, there's been a huge interruption in our <laughs> yeah. in our world um so hopefully they'll bring me back i love that character man i'd love to play it more and and keep
2: exploring with it cuz it's just, he's he's very he's very timely yeah well there's there's that. such a good cuz you have him you have constantine in that dc universe yeah. they flirt with the paranormal a little bit more and and yeah. Jonah Hex is that, that element that is really uh, very cool. So yeah, that I, I that again that's a that's another uh, that whole group. You're now forever enshrined in the uh, in the convention circuit if you so choose to go to that. <laughs>
16: I wonder how the convention circuit is going to do after all of this. You, that was, I know so that's true. You, is, cool. These industries with tightly packed together people. You know, well,
2: you know, they're, 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 I'll tell you this. They're automatically social distanced by the huge backpacks that they wear. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh,
16: and, and all the, of the wings <laughs> on the
0: back. and the cosplay masks, and the cosplay yeah, masks. Yeah, 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 it plays right into the, uh, the, <laughs> right. the quarantine. Hey, uh, about uh, that thing you do. I want to ask each one of you individually if there's a if there's a scene that stands out uh, to your movie be it uh, personal behind the scenes or just the way it, it, it is theatrically that is one of your favorites. Ethan, I'll start with you.
16: I personally love that whole sequence when we first hear the song. Yes, on the radio. it's so it, exciting. It, it, yes. We just run around and Liv and I are jumping and then we're all meeting up in the appliance store together. It's... It's just it, and making it was just completely <laughs> joyful.
0: And there's there's a part where Liv is on the street. She hears it first. She sees you standing out in front of the army surplus store. And she hits you, and you're just <laughs> like,
10: is
16: ah! a, a little, <laughs> how <fuck laughs> is that little hidden nugget? Like I'm in front of the army surplus store.
10: Hint, yep. hint, hint.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Jonathan, how about you? A favorite scene? Well, you know that that scene. Um, it's played out in my real life
12: many times because people you know they relate to that when they're artists yeah so i, I know that they they wrote tom wrote the whole movie because it was it, it everyone can relate to that you know there, there comes a day in everyone's life when the dream that you dream becomes that thing you do yeah, yeah.
2: And, and and so that and it's 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 so genuine i have to ask you ethan as well because marissa is such a fan and i'm a fan of empire records uh, again, you're talking about a movie that has worked its way into pop culture legend. Uh, so, of all the, so you get recognized for the uh, for that thing you do and Empire Records. What do you get recognized for the most in your career?
16: I mean, it, it really depends because it depends what type of person the the. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's all because of the you know, like the, the college jocks love Vegas vacations. <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. TV, yes, TV kids love Empire Records. That thing you do typically spans. All of them, though, Right. Okay. is what's kind of special about the movie. It's it's a wide net that that thing you do, cast. Well, all you right.
0: have, um... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry to jump in here, Casey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Everett Scott is <laughs> joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Tom, we have Ethan, we have Jonathan, we had Zahn on yesterday. We have now had all the Oneeders yeah, on the show. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, well, you know what, Tom? Thanks, first of all. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to jump right to the exact thing we were discussing just this moment ago. And let's see if, if you have the same answer that Ethan and Jonathan do. Your favorite scene in the movie, whether it be because of something that happened behind the scenes or some kind some kind of event that we, the, uh, the moviegoer, would love.
11: Oh my gosh! What a what a crazy question. I think my favorite scene is is absolutely when we hear the song on the radio.
2: There you go. We, we all said the same oh thing. Way. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it, it's it's so genuine. It's it's the joy of that moment when you realize you've made it.
11: Right. Exactly. I mean, it just. Uh, oh gosh, it just gives you chills.
2: Well, you know, I, I love this scene in particular with you, where you're where you're with the jazz musician. Oh and, my god. And, and, and you're are and again that we can all relate to that. Anyone who does any sort of thing where they they move along and they say, "Wait a second, here's this is something I I kind of like and maybe I would enjoy this and this could become my new course direction." And you see that that's played out in that scene that's done so brilliantly.
11: Yeah, yeah, that's another great scene. You know, there was uh, so much um surrounding that scene. We were we filmed it once and then all of the um film came back out of focus and oh. so we had to
2: reshoot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's gotta suck yeah.
11: no it was incredible though because the first time we filmed it i that that drum piece was so difficult i could barely get through it and so when we had a second shot at it i had my drum teacher uh record that. something a little bit easier to handle and that's what we got
0: wow and uh how has your drum skills uh uh fared over the years Do you play at all anymore yeah you know i set up the kit and every over the years i mean
11: it's been a a you know, a way
0: to kind of relieve
12: stress, and my kids have all jumped behind got it. it. And, um, friend based drum. It's like a heartbeat. That thing still pumps. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's still got it. He still got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
11: played it, yeah, for the reunion, and, um, I had it set up in my studio for a while, and a friend, a composer, uh, Michael Giacchino. Really oh, my God. Cool. He's I one of Giacchino. our best
0: friends. <laughs> We've I've <laughs> been to friend. his house. We, we know Michael very well. Well, he had, he was using my studio
11: for a while while he was building his, and, um, yeah, I think J.J. Uh, Abrams has sat at that kit and played it. I think Tom Cruise has sat at that kit and played it. Wow, uh, just, those are all films that, that Michael was working on. So, mm-hmm. so you know, it's it's got some uh, got some good juju around it.
0: That's cool, man.
3: <laughs> um, Preston here is a drummer and uh, and he uh, is on this
0: app uh, or this site called Drumio. Oh yeah, it's great. Are you familiar with that at all?
3: No,
11: no, not
0: at all. What is it? Uh it's it's an online repository of some of the greatest drummers uh around, period. And they, they give instruction and it's all the way from beginner up to advanced. It's it's really it's it's an awesome uh program and it uh, it teaches you, you know, different exercises and techniques that you may not have, have worked on before. But it's it's worth checking out, Tom. If you do want to advance your chops a little bit, you should look at drumio. Absolutely. Drumeo. Absolutely. drumio, I'll check it out. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, we have, we have a strange question we've been asking every single person that we've been interviewing since the, the quarantine, at least the past couple of weeks. Uh, we have found out that almost everybody, Steve Zahn included, has been making banana bread <laughs> during the quarantine.
16: <laughs> so, Ethan, have you made banana bread? I haven't made banana bread, but I've got about 16 washable white canvas uh, masks with a filter pocket.
2: (laughs) You've been making You've got your masks.
16: I have. I've got a a sewing machine off of Craigslist before all of this went down, and I've been learning how to sew.
0: Good, Ah. Good call. All right, Jonathan, how about you? I just, I have no
12: banana bread, but I can't stop eating cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, I I hear you. I know. I know. I know. And and Tom, how about you? No, no
12: banana
11: bread, but cookies.
0: Cookies. cookies. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> All, right. All
3: right, so I wanted to jump in a little bit earlier before Thomas uh joined the uh Tom joined the call, but um Ethan, on your Twitter it says uh you're known as the kid that uh, from from the movie Dutch and by the way, I love that movie. I think it's a great movie and it still holds up today. But I want to recommend to our listeners um after they get done watching uh, the live YouTube event tonight to you can rent on demand a movie called Cheap Thrills with you and David Keckner I mm-hmm. love that movie. That it is that is so a fun. mind
2: F that movie. It yeah. is
3: so much fun. It yeah. I mean it, it goes from like and it's zero a
16: family film. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah. it's, uh, Not really a family you know, film. I would show my kids though.
16: Yeah, Jonathan, you should show your kids that <laughs> <laughs> movie.
3: But you can rent it on prime video. It's like two ninety nine. So if you you know and people are looking for, you know, recommendations to, to you know. Uh, past the time, Cheap Thrills is a great movie.
16: Right. It's the, 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 the thing about Cheap Thrills, it is an experience best in a crowd, a small group, which is not possible uh, at this the moment. Day. Time. Right. right. But well, it, it's a good, now is a good way to, it's a good time to sort of test it out on a solo journey. It makes me depressed when I watch it alone. Okay. But if I watch it with a group of people, it turns into a comedy. <laughs> well,
0: if we're going to talk some other things that uh, that you guys have done and what people can watch, because we've mentioned, uh, you know, Jonah Hex for, for Jonathan. But, uh, but Tom, uh, the show I'm Sorry, I thought was, was great. It's great. And oh, thanks. What is the status of that? Is it is it uh, another season in the works, or what's going on?
11: Yeah, let me tell you. I mean, we were two weeks into season three shooting it, and we had to shut down. So, so as soon as we come out of it, we're going to finish up season three.
0: Yeah, that's it, it's just smartly written. You guys pull it off awesome. There's so much... Uh, wrong stuff in it. That's just hilarious. So I'm glad to hear that's going to be around <laughs> again. I
15: love that series. Man. Another one that's
0: great for the kids,
15: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
12: I know,
2: right? Well, you know, uh, listen. Know. That thing you do is wonderful for the kids. So yeah, you yeah, got I'm... you got that clear. And and the event tonight, I think, couldn't have couldn't be coming at at a better time. Especially when you know people are they're they're tapping out things that they've binged and they're looking for something new but yet retro to enjoy. So the whole. The whole idea is going to be, I think it's going to be a huge success for you
0: guys. Yeah, I think this is, this of all the things that have been going on, to me personally, this is the most fun-sounding thing yet that I've heard. So, we're excited. No pressure. We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. And, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that are out of work and trying to make ends meet, and musicians certainly fall into that. So, the Music Cares uh, COVID-19 Relief Fund is what's going to be. Funds raised for and celebrating Adam Schlesinger as well, who unfortunately was a uh, a casualty to this. So, uh, guys, we love the movie. We love your work. Anytime you have anything at all you need to promote or whatever, please think of the Preston and Steve show in Philadelphia on WMMR, okay?
11: Thank you. Okay, fellas. Thanks so much. All right. Thank
0: you. Ethan, Jonathan, Tom, the Elniders. Oh, my God. That was so cool. That was incredibly cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you, you know what it went from? It went from we're having Tom Scott on <laughs> yeah. to yeah. Marissa about five minutes before the interview saying, he might not be coming on. We're not really sure. Right. Yeah. To oh, by the way, we have Ethan Embry and Jonathan Sheck on the line, ready to go. And Tom hasn't called in yet. And then we interview them, and then all of a sudden, Tom's on. That was way cool. You know, it's it, there's a part. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Of course, you go from zero to
2: sixty and then yep. above. Yep. But uh, Jonathan, of course, he has that scene. You know, I quit. I quit. Oh my he, god. You know, and and you're like, but yet you sort of see what he's saying, but yeah. he's also it's you know it's like oh.
0: I, I do because yeah. that he he was now he was a bit of a jerk as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was a, a a true musician who had a vision as to what he wanted to it was getting manipulated and right. changed. Uh huh. And he saw the, the cheapness of it and he was he wasn't having it. And if you if you look at the um uh the superlatives or whatever you want to call them at the end, what ends up happening in their lives yeah. later on, he goes on to a successful music career. Yeah. Yeah. And becomes a producer and a writer right. and everything, so he was the real deal. What a great movie. Uh, what a cool event. Seven right. o'clock. Seven yep. o'clock tonight. Yep, exactly. And Tom's friends with Michael Giacchino. I mean, how
5: badass is we, that? You
2: got to let Chiquino know that I his just, name came up.
5: Yeah. I just did. He texted me back right away. He's already up, and he said he's a good friend. He's a really good person, and uh, he's going to be tuning in to the, to the watch party tonight as well.
0: I think that Michael had mentioned Tom Everett, Scott, if not the last time, the time before uh, that he was on with us. So that's all good. That's cool. Like the Preston and Steve
8: Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app.
4: If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I IHateStevenSinger.com
8: Back with more of the Preston
1: and Steve Show podcast. Now, uh, WMMR presents and, and steve's bizarre oh file
9: brought to you by armor metals and recycling get cash today if you need cash fast bring your scrap and e-cycling to armor metals and recycling and walk away with cash today located in in new jersey or at armor metals
0: i love this story steve you sent this to me it is a scandal worthy of a broadway play Who is the person that has been pooping in New York City audition rooms? Like on the floor. On the floor. Uh, The mystery has actors on the Great White Way, or maybe the Great Brown Way, (laughs) Uh, stumped. The first incident was reported at Pearl Studios in Midtown Manhattan. During auditions for the musical Magic Mike on February 26th, a person involved with the show slipped on the floor. Uh, That's according- some magic there on the floor. According to actress Eunice Bay, she told the New York Post, she stepped, uh, she stopped and said, Oh, my God, I just stepped in S. And we all laughed, thinking that she was using a slang version of S to mean general mess, but yeah. then we all began to smell it. <sighs> Ali Faye Monka, who also auditioned for a part of Magic Mike, said the first theory was that someone carried it off the street on their shoes, but there is no way that that was plausible, given that it looked like a fresh pile. Another pile of feces was left on the floor of an audition room at the Ripley Greer Studio, which is just down the block from Pearl Studios on Eighth Avenue. Uh, there's one prevailing theory as to the motive behind the poop attacks, and that is a dispute between union and non-union actors. Uh, Do you know who
2: they think is doing it, Preston? No, Patty LaPone.
0: Oh no, <laughs> uh, the Actors Equity Association. Has been urging Broadway theater growers to buy tickets to shows that are strictly union productions. Uh, the hashtag ask if, it's, uh, ask if It's Equity has been shared on social media in the hope that union only pay- plays will be preferred. The Magic Mike's auditions are an open call meaning that there is uh, oh. it's also open to non-union actors.
2: And so they, they believe it's retribution for <laughs> and, this.
0: Yeah, production uh who use non-union actors pay them about four times less than equity members. This has created friction between the union actors and the non-union actors who say they're being denied opportunities. Union has long disliked the tours of Broadway shows that are quite lucrative for non-union actors.
3: Have you guys seen this new kids board game where you literally, you wear a blindfold and you walk on a mat and I have you try not to step in boop?
2: I want oh, to play yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it.
3: Oh, oh, you have it? Yeah, yeah, we
0: have it. Okay, I thought you said yeah, we I got have it. it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we have it. We got it. Might have gotten it a couple of years ago. Real? Okay. Yeah, so how is not it? It's brand new. It's, it's. Oh, no, you're kidding me? They bought <laughs> <push laughs> that one? No, no, it's funny, but after you do it once, you're like, okay, <clears throat> I get it,
2: yeah, whatever. What do you use to uh, uh, dumb. approximate poop, or is it a legitimate
0: poop? No, it's like a, it's like a rubber oh, thing. Uh, a and a rubber it, turd? It feels squishy All when you step on it, so, but... It's it's fun the first time you play it, and then after that, it's kind of stupid. All right, <clears throat> but anyhow, they're trying to figure out who the serial pooper is, and uh, that investigation is underway. I've performed in Hamlet. I was meant for better. An Irishman named Elvis Presley has denied brandishing a knife at a launderette in Blackpool. The defendant, whose full name is Elvis Aaron Presley, wow pleaded not guilty at Preston Crown Court to threatening at Preston Crown Court. He it's did. all coming together, man. Uh threatening alleged victim Fayez Ayub with a folding pocket knife. Mr. Presley confirmed his name after he entered the dock and asked his nationality, he replied Irish. A second shot. Char- man. Top eight. of the morning to you, nothing <laughs> but cut your throat. A second charge of assault by beating the same victim during the incident also was put on him. Mr. Presley replied, Guilty. I didn't beat him. I punched him. That's right now. Look at uh, them fried Irish potato sandwiches, man. Uh, the defendant uh, appeared hard of hearing and conducted a three way conversation with the prison officer and the doc relaying words of the judge and officials to him. Uh, the prosecutor said that the pleas entered were not acceptable and there would have to be a trial before a jury. And a charge of having uh, the knife for Mr. Presley. So. Was Irish, uh,
2: was, uh, was Ireland a big uh, location for Elvis? I never
0: associated Elvis with Europe. Well, if you ever saw The Commitments... Uh, yes, oh yeah, you're right. There a, oh, the, there you go. One, yeah. one of the fathers was obsessed with uh, Elvis Presley in that yeah. movie. So yeah, he might have been big. Look you know.
12: out, man. Look at that. coming at you. You <laughs>
16: that see that? Track, man. It's
12: called karate,
16: man.
0: Only two kinds of people know it. The Chinese and the king. One of them is me. A woman visiting her parents' Long Island burial plot descended into more than despair as she sank hip deep into their grave. The ground started to swallow her up. In the real-life horror show, Joanne Cullen bent down to fix a bow on a wreath by the headstone. you s- coming
1: home. Give daddy a kiss. <laughs>
0: when a sinkhole formed and began to swallow her up. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, yeah. I miss you. <laughs> it caused her to fall forward and smash her head on the tombstone, cracking a tooth, her lawyer said.
2: This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that I'm getting sucked up by the living dead here. I pay the taxes of Suffolk County. I do not need it. It's ridiculous. It's not enough that we have an incredibly high incidence of breast cancer. Now I can't even go to the cemetery. They're getting sucked up by the living dead. For Christ's sake. (laughs) 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 It's a woman who's being dragged into a grave. It's ridiculous. I go in the morning. I get my nails done. I pick up rolls for for uh, Sonny later on. He's <laughs> doing up a thing at the house. And what do I do? I say, "Let me put. Let me drop off some flowers at the cemetery." Before I know, I'm getting sucked down to hell by the living dead. Jesus Christ! Where's your manager? I want. I, will, I <laughs> want to talk to your manager. Uh, she then. What's tra- your name, Pete? Uh, she- <laughs> <laughs> you have an issue out there with the living dead trying to suck people down to
0: hell. She then tried to balance belt- my stockings? She then tried to bounce back, and she started sinking into the ground and grabbed the sides of the tombstone. Thank God there was a tombstone there. The stunned Long Island woman. Had it been an unmarked grave, I'd be dead. Cried out for, <laughs> <laughs> cried out for help, but no one in the graveyard could hear her screams. Uh, the calamity occurred at about... I had throat surgery a while ago. I don't yell loudly. About <laughs> at about dusk. Uh, and she said getting sucked in, or no, the lawyer said getting sucked into your parents' grave when you go visit them with the sun going down is terrifying and traumatizing. Normally it'd be beautiful. Now it's the St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery administrator's turn to shiver in fear after being hit by Cullen's $5 million lawsuit in Queen's Supreme Court. Could you imagine that? Oh, no. You would clearly think it was a horror movie. It would, it would terrify me. Yeah. The 64-year-old said the chilling, incident, the chilling incident has uh, left her an emotional <laughs> wreck. She said, uh
2: was that- creep show where's my
0: birthday cake that's right yeah (laughs) i want my cake said i will never go back there again uh and she said that she now fears walking in open fields and has nightmares and headaches I get headaches now. When I when I even see grass, I get a migraine. She also <laughs> needs counseling now, the Sioux claims. Uh, she content, They contend that the gravediggers who backfilled an adjacent grave to Cullen's parents left an underground void, and it caused Cullen to sink into the netherworld. <laughs> and we'll end it there. That's the bizarre file for you this morning. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Stay with us this morning.
1: Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine 93.3 WMMR With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash
9: It's brought to us by the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Join Nick McElwain and Team Luke Beasley Media as they step up to take cancer down by participating in the LLS Big Virtual Climb on June 13th. Visit bigclimb.org slash Philly to register today.
2: Well, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez saying their wedding is not going to be a huge, super expensive spectacle. In fact, Lopez and A-Rod plan on having some fun getting married by Elvis. Not. Not an impersonator, but a genetically cloned duplicate of the original.
10: <laughs> oh, gee, gee, gee.
12: Rachel
2: Weiss is reportedly keeping in close proximity to her husband, Daniel Craig, after recent incidents in which his female fans got a little too aggressive. Weiss has even shortened the length of the strap-on she uses when pegging him. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my oh my God. God. Lord, <laughs> just to be closer. Yes. And finally, according to Women's Day, a magazine, George Clooney is wasting away and looking emaciated after going on a new diet. As per the diet, Clooney is only allowed to eat when someone tells him they loved his 2009 movie, Men Who Stare at Ghosts. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's your Hollywood joke. All right, thank you. Was that was that movie horrible? I never saw it. it was, I didn't even give it a, a nah, time, the it's time of day. Not good. Okay. All yeah. right. It's pretty interesting to see what people were curious about concerning yeah. our radio program. If you spent uh, a lot of time with us, then hopefully you feel like a part of the family, and like that, you do want to know the deep, dark secrets and interesting things uh, that we have to to say. Someday. Take it out for a spin. A lot of times, we we you know people say contact
2: us with the questions. And we're like, oh, we should do that. We should do that, and uh, we never do it. Well, now we're doing it. I have a good name for the segment, Preston. Okay. What the f- <laughs> What the up. I love it. I love it. All
0: right, well, let me let me start with uh, some I have all the questions here except for the ones that were posed to me. Yes. Uh, because none of us wanted to see the questions ahead of time. We just want to yeah. kind of riff and and see what's thrown at us and and uh, answer honestly yeah. and, and on the spot. So, I'll do a couple of the uh, the whole show questions. And uh, I'll lead with this one. And some of, the, some of them are like programming questions. Other ones are, you know, personal things. There were or, no restrictions. Yeah, about the business or some of the features. So how about this one? I like this one. It says, <laughs> so what's the deal? Who chooses the songs you bitches play between segments? And is it a decided as you go thing? Thanks, friends. Oh, by the way, I can mention who said that. Bob Havens of Glen Olden. He says, so yeah, who chooses the songs? Um, well, I can answer that in case he can as well. Um, Every radio station, every radio station, except for maybe college radio, has music that goes through a programming department, and they have music logs, and they've decided what songs get played for the day. Now, there are different formulas per different format, meaning how many songs you have and what rotations they're in, because MMR has such an expansive uh, library, our songs don't repeat that often. You may hear uh, songs that we play a lot a handful of times a day, as opposed to a more top 40 uh, format, which will rotate them every, what seems like every hour and a half, every right. every two hours or so like that. Yeah. So anyhow, um, so we get a, a music log, but we are also fortunate at MMR, and thanks to Bill Weston, he does give us some latitude to put some things in or take some things out as we see fit. We don't abuse that. But uh, from time to time, Casey will pop in some cool stuff. He's like, you know what? I'd rather hear this. And Bill lets us do that. And a lot of times, program directors will not will not will let not. you deviate from the music log. And we got to thank Chuck D'Amico because Chuck is the guy that schedules the log around here and makes sure that the music flows the way that it should with genres and um, and feels and tempos and artist restrictions. You don't want to play. Two songs from the same artist are too close together, unless it's in a feature like a workforce talk yeah. or something like that.
3: And every now and then I'll play a song and Preston will go, don't ever
0: play that song again. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like, dude, that doesn't fit in the morning. Nope. And, and it also depends on what time of day it is. That's why you won't hear, you know, Five Finger Death Punch or Korn on the morning show. It might be a bit too abrasive for that time of day. So there's a little bit of a science that goes into the music program. Bill
2: and Chuck also, though, allow, uh, like Pierre gets a lot of latitude, Jackie gets a lot of latitude. Oh, my but, God, yeah. But Jackson has his, his, uh, you know his picks so that you do get a flavor of uh, the DJ's actual musical loves. All
0: right, one more whole show question, and then we'll start going through the, uh, the room here. And this is an interesting one, and it popped up a few times. What is the closest you ever came to breaking up slash ending the show worst fight you've ever had on air? And that is from Brittany in Blackwood, New Jersey. So, I don't, the, Steve and I, I'm, I'm looking, taking a look on your, your face. You're like, I don't ever remember anything I like remember. that. don't remember. One time, and you go going way back to the Preston, Maryland, and Steve days. There was like a, a short time where Casey was thinking about leaving the show. Yeah. And, really? and I forgot mm-hmm. why we came to that.
3: We had a, we had a big dust up on air
0: what was it about
3: so um i had had enough i was (laughs) (laughs) um so we had done this thing where uh i was being reprimanded okay and now and 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 mind you i was the one who came up with the punishment because i I had a quote-unquote potty mouth so i said hey why don't why don't you guys wash my mouth out with soap right yeah so we did and what i didn't realize that the that the lie in the soap was really, really bad. Yeah, and
0: um, and it like hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it I was, mean, it's it, it soap is more corrosive than you think uh-huh. it is when yeah. it comes to soft tissues. And it, in his mouth, he had like sores in his mouth. We had wanted that. to use yeah. Clorox.
3: Yeah, and um, and Marilyn, I went a little too far and was calling me a little baby, and ah. and and so I had uh, I had a really, really I got really mad at that, and then it sort of. Um it lasted a little bit longer the the fight did because I was I was really pissed. Started to build and and then and then Preston and I got into a fight and Preston told me to leave the studio and I was wow. defiant and I said no I'm and you said leave right now and I said no and then Preston said uh something like a uh, we're gonna take a break real quick and then boom, went right to commercial, put the mics down, and then we got into it even worse. Oh and my then God. And, and listen.
6: And look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> listen, Preston's like my
3: best friend here at work. And we got into a major battle yeah. and I stood my ground. He stood his ground. Dude, it it happens. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I've gotten in fights with my brothers and, yeah. and I love those guys. You I'll know f- what I mean? Yeah.
2: Fights or fights averted. I remember yeah. a former producer. Oh, that I had to! T- <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah! But, but I he's don't. Not with us anymore. Yeah, I I don't, he was a douchebag. I don't remember. Um, yeah, th- besides <laughs> normal agitations here Reminds. and there. Case I'm. I don't really. I per- maybe vaguely remember that whole situation. <laughs> Listen, I was
3: for me it was definitely a weird time. I was in my early twenties, yep. and and I was. Um, my soul needed something yeah. and i don't know what was going on with myself mentally and, we had I, a was, up. you and i had a, it wasn't yeah. a
2: bad one but i remember we had a fight in yeah. the in the basement of y100 really yes so <laughs> i don't
3: remember that one
2: it, it was it was about um it was about the sh- the showing up late and stuff oh, like that okay and and it was uh you know and um I was the opposite. Preston and I were coming in in the dark and leaving, you know, in the dark because I had no. My wife was up in New York, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. living to try to get the show to work, you know, and uh, and you, you know, you had life and family here, and so, but we were like we were coming at the same purpose from entirely different angles and we butted heads.
0: By the way, people point out a couple things. There's the yogurt thing between you and I. <laughs> there was the bowling thing between no. you and I. Oh yeah. But that never, ever, no. ever, no, ever those jeopardized got, the show.
2: Got yeah, I feel those like those weren't... Those up. are different. Those, those, those were those, serious. Those
6: happen all the time. And like you talk about, Case, like those yeah. happen in families a lot. And that's yeah. sort of like us. I don't think there's ever been a fight, yeah. at least since, since I've been here, that was like this is going to end the show. I'll this t- is going to end with somebody leaving the show.
3: I know, but okay. I also want to uh, address... Marilyn leaving the show, she, th- she, there was no breakup. She, um, she, just she made decided, the choice to leave. She made the choice to leave, and it was because she was a single mother and.
0: She uh, to spend more time with Matthew. Yeah,
3: yeah. and, yeah. and only yep. that's all. Well, we, we, had a, yeah. we had a
0: going away party for her. I know. Her yeah. And she got so. a job with this lie company that was really. <laughs> <Right>. Okay, <laughs> let's go to uh, members of the Press and right. Steve Show. So those were whole show, Ask Me Anything questions. That's the segment that we're doing right now. Do you want to I'm start gonna...
2: with you first? Well,
0: sure. Okay. Ask a couple questions and see what you got. All
2: right. I uh, haven't seen these ahead of time. A couple of really good, thoughtful questions here. This one comes from Chris Briarcliff. He says, of the crew, I think you're the one who's moved the furthest geographically from where you grew up. Mm. If you had no strings attached, no kids, wife, etc., do you think you would continue living in this area or move back to, to Missouri? I wouldn't even call you a transplant at this point. You have a family in roots here. But I'm curious if you miss living in the place you grew up.
0: Uh, I miss some people. A lot of people have left or have uh, grown into people that I don't care about anymore. <laughs> uh, so, no, going back to St. Louis is... My wife and I have s- spoken openly about it. No, we have no interest in going back there. And plus, I figure if for some reason, even after the show... I still got a few years of free meals around here, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going anywhere because I still might be able to get a free drink or a hamburger from time to time. Or even
2: show up here when there's meat needs and just hang out like, I thought you left. I would hope they allow me to do that.
0: So, yeah. Uh, All
2: right. You want another? One one more, and then uh, then we'll move on. This comes from, I believe it's Sean in Levittown. If you could play drums on one album in the history of rock and roll, what would
0: it be? If I could play drums uh, on one album in the history of rock and roll, would I be playing all the songs on that particular album? Um, you can interpret yeah. it however you wish. Man, okay, so that that uh, I, I'm weighing what what is an impressive drum part that I would like to, uh, you know, uh, saying that I have the magical ability of whoever right, drummer right. that is, or would it be a, a an iconic? Hmm album i'd probably say the white album from the beatles um because number one they're the greatest band ever um the the drum parts aren't aren't specifically hard ringo's an underrated drummer but um there's so many cool wild and weird and interesting and catchy deep tunes on that album if uh If Happiness is a Warm Gum, which I think is on there, is one of my all-time favorite songs that Ringo ever played is on that album, which I think it is. I I think it would be the White Album. Okay. So there you go. All right. And it's a double album, too. Yes. uh, Double credit. That's mainly what I was thinking. Double credit. Double credit. All right, Steve, let's ask you a couple questions. All right. This is from the Ask Me Anything files from the Preston and Steve show. Uh, I think we are going to go with this one. What is your favorite? This is from uh, Tim Sam from Earth. Okay. All right. I know of. It's one of my favorite planets. It says, uh, what is your favorite voice to do and why? Also, you got any Snickers? (laughs) Snickers. That's what
2: it says. My favorite voice to do. So all my impressions are are just moderately okay. I I try to just give them funny things to say, hopefully. Um... I'm sorta of proud that James Mason, who's an actor that's unknown to many people uh you know, uh is is now a name that's a little bit more common. I hope that I've helped influence that, uh his research, which he's one of the great um one of the great actors. I I also um honestly Stallone is Dude. such is, is such a standard, and it's but he's so applicable in his
0: range. Which what what part? Which Stallone bit do you like best? The the really the the Rambo. I'm coming for you. I like that. You like that yeah, more right. more more than the Rocky.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right, the, right. the, 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 the super intense Cobra Stallone. Uh, and I then that. I I you know dialects. I uh, I love Russian. Okay. I, I love uh, you know, and then people seem to really respond well to the super overdone stereotypical British.
0: Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. I like those two. All right. Next question, Steve, and this is from Jason Mosley in Virginia. all, all, right. from all over. The How place. about that? Why do you hate Barsky? I mean, I get it. <laughs> just curious if there's a specific reason. I I don't
2: I don't hate Barsky. <laughs> I I don't even think it, I maybe have seen him just a couple of times. Uh, it's just one of those go to names. There were a few things that I became aware of. Um, I had heard, um, you know, anecdotally stories that, um, you were not supposed to um, be near him, be near him, or bother no. him, or address him. That the interns were given an edict yeah. uh, to do that, and that sort of just tacitly pissed me off yeah. when I hear about that. Especially when you're in radio, I've heard stories like that from people.
0: Yeah, we and, heard one where he was in an appearance. He's like, "Get those people away from me!"
2: And like, like, Back yeah, thing. really, like. And mm-hmm. so again, I had no verification of it, but I'm the deep kind of person that didn't bother to verify. I just <laughs> just immediately disliked that. But but no, it's just Barsky's a name when you're. Here and we've talked about this before. For the many years we've have been on radio, now it may not be the case, but Barsky always had non compete uh, he had these contracts, uh, basically that um, you know he'd be paid out even if he got fired. And there was a run of like what, twelve, fifteen years, Preston, where he was off the air more getting paid than we were uh, on the air. Right. Getting paid, and it was it was, was a, a wild hit. thing. Yeah, it was, it was like a, Bobby Benia. Yeah, but mm-hmm. listen, uh, there, there's uh, that's so I I don't really he, he may be a, a wonderful just, person, but he was it was a quick go to. He was joke, he was okay. the
5: last established morning show before the Preston and Steve show MMR too. So I, I yeah, worked yeah. with him for three years when when you guys were still at Y one hundred. He was never a, a jerk. He just was. I, I think he wasn't that fond of hanging out with people. I think he liked being a radio host. I, I don't I just don't think he was that outgoing of a guy. So
0: I took secondhand information and ran with it. So that's <laughs> all right. I'm going to move on. Uh, my favorite one of all of them is for Casey, so I'm going to save that, okay? Okay. We'll move on to Kathy. Uh, Kathy, couple questions for you. This is from uh, Holly and Jim Thorpe. It says, Hi, Kathy. I go to Nick for my brows, too. <laughs> What will become? <laughs> what will become of our brows in the quarantine?
6: Oh my God! She comes all the way from Jim Thorpe I to East so. Falls to get her eyebrows done. Is this done. the
2: king of uh, the king of brows?
6: Yes. So his name is Nick Townsend, and he's in East Falls, and obviously he's closed, uh, just like uh, everything else, every non um, non essential business. Dear
2: God, Kathy, your face is a mess. Your eyebrows are disgusting. You look like that dead body at the beginning of the movie The Ring. <laughs> I'll
6: tell you what, though, I love not doing all of this. I love not going to get my eyebrows done, not having to do my hair. My nails are still not done. They haven't been done in three weeks um, because I don't have not that I have to anyway, but like no one, no one's getting it done. There's nowhere to go for this. But I kind of like having the break and saving the money and saving the time.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Kathy, this question is from uh, Roy in East Kensington. Says, Kathy, would you Sleep with Gary Lauer if it meant finding a COVID-19 cure. And then he says, Casey, same question. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But we're going to focus on you, Kat.
6: Okay, wow. wait. Uh, so, not a vaccine, a cure? A cure. Only if he had his jam in.
2: Oh! oh wow. there's hope. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Yeah.
6: A cure? What am I going to do? I'm going to say no?
2: No, It's a loaded question. No, yeah. And they, they knew that. I mean... It,
6: Close my eyes, turn my head, and get it done with. <laughs> yeah,
2: pinch your nose. Like every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All right. And then one last story for you, or a question for you, Kathy. Um, this is from uh, Mike in Philly. He says, Kathy, do you sleep with your socks on?
6: Oh, okay. That's uh, a good question because I know some people despise that. So, actually, um, I'd say about 50-50. Yes, there are nights that I sleep the entire night with socks on. Okay. Um, but if I get too hot... Uh, Sometimes I'll even sleep with a sweatshirt on, too. But if I get too hot, the socks are the first things to go.
2: Okay. I thought you said 50-50. You meant you slept with one sock on. No,
6: no, no. 50% 50 of the time, I'd say.
0: All right. Uh, Nick, this question comes to you from uh, Jake in Plymouth Meeting. It says, have you or will you go back to conquer the mountain that you broke your leg on? Oh yeah, it's
5: a great question. Absolutely, yeah. It was one of the first things that I wanted to do after I broke my leg was figure out a time when I could go back and and uh, get past that stream at a mile <laughs> into the trail where we haven't even started climbing yet. Um, but but uh, ironically enough, Jake, my brother Josh actually just climbed that uh, two weeks ago. I guess he went back out there and did it again. And uh, yeah, I think the the great thing about hiking um, or the great thing about Anything in life is... If you get knocked down, you got to get back up again. You got to get back on the horse. So... You're
0: better Uh, than that. (laughs)
5: Yeah. I honestly... I can't wait to be able to do it again. I would love to do that again. All
0: right. Here's a good question. This is from uh, Matt from North Wales. And he says, Nick, what is the weird sound of you that you are most proud of? And which one are you least proud of? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, um... Proud.
5: Proud? it's, (laughs) It's funny because... You know the Yeah Cup one is, is the one that I probably get recognized for it the most, and it's not that I hate it. It's I I don't understand what happened to me when that sound was made. Like I don't know where it came from. Yeah, uh, I do think that um, it gets abused when we go to the Yeah Cup uh, Cup that often. You know, like I, I think that you know we we kill it. Um, so I don't enjoy that. Yeah. A couple. yeah. Yes. When we do that over and over again, I, I think that that gets really old really fast. I
0: don't. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's it funnier the more I hear it. It's your Annabelle. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Your a couple. All right. What about the one? Uh, so so what do you categorize that as the as the the most proud or least proud of? I'm, I, honestly, like
5: both, depending oh. on my mood. And all right. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um okay well but I would think the one that you're most I would be if I were you the one I would be most embarrassed of is we guess what I get to do.
5: <laughs> yeah, that was so early on at MMR really? and you know what when when cuz Casey had a brilliant idea of the we guess what I get to do list yeah. and so we've taken something that was really mortally embarrassing and uh-huh. turned it into a positive. So, you know, all of these things when they happen, like when you did the been come to known as question, like it it's oh in God. part of it is in is inherently and always will be embarrassing, and yet it feeds into comedy gold and, yeah. and something that we can make fun of for each other. And if you can't own that, if you're so thin-skinned that you can't find the comedy in it, you're in the wrong business. Okay.
3: Yeah, I was surprised you were are not most proud of. They did it because it came from such a, a uh, moment yeah. of, of pure joy in your life. Yeah. yeah,
5: that one didn't occur to me, Casey. But yes, I amend my answer. That one, I am. That okay. pure, pure pride. <laughs>
1: That's what I get to do. <laughs> they did it!
0: God, you're loud. Jesus, you are loud, man. I'm tell- I've told this story before. We were in the car together when a- somebody hit a home run. We were listening to the Phillies game and yeah. Nick screamed. They did it! I think that's where the bulk of my tinnitus came from, to be honest. Sorry. All right, I'm going to ask uh, Marissa. Being as you are known for always being out on the town, what are you doing now that the corn teen <laughs> is in effect? How are you spending your time? Um. Uh, I'm
7: really, really bored. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. Oh.
0: When do you find yourself bored, what are you doing? I mean, do you, do you read or listen to music or watch something on television or do you, are you surfing the web, checking social media? What do, you, what do you do?
7: I'm spending a lot of time working, which is no surprise to you guys. We've had a lot of contests and stuff going on, so I now find it hard to find a time to stop working because there's nothing to make me stop. You said
2: you were cooking a little bit more.
7: That's the other thing. Okay. So when I'm, you know, spending a little too much time um, watching TV, I binged all of uh, S's Creek, which is a really good show. Finished that last night. Um, so when I'm like, I need to quit and stop watching TV, I start cooking.
0: I would like to point those of you who are not following Marissa on Instagram to go now and look at her pictures of her trip to Italy. Yeah. yeah. You are a wonderful photographer. Oh, thank you. I was looking at the composition. I was specifically just looking at how you... Created those pictures and where you chose to stand and the angle you held your camera, and it's excellent, it's wonderful. You and know, that's what
4: she didn't help. I know, okay. I know
0: she did do that, but I mean, she it obviously took. I mean, I took a photography class, <laughs> yeah, whoop the freaking do it didn't help me at all. <laughs> well, you got that job but, with X Hamster, yeah. but Marissa Marissa is able to see lines and horizon and things like that, and she she. Does a perfect composition in photos. So take a look at her pictures from Italy because they're really well done.
7: Thank you. I usually, like, after a trip like that or, or anything, I'll take a cool picture and I'll just forget to post it or won't be ready to post it or I can't think of the perfect caption to write for it. So I kind of forget about it and put it off. Um, but I have been using this time to just throw up photos. And I'm not editing them. I'm not. I'm just throwing up a whole bunch of stuff. So if there's yeah. some silly ones in there, you're going to get them. Um, but thank you.
0: And there's a they're lot right. more coming. They're great. Right. You need to teach me. I, I, I want to learn to take back. Uh, pictures. Done. All right, uh, Casey. Couple questions for you. All right, okay. Casey. By far has the best questions. Uh, I'll start with a straight ahead one. This is from Justin from Potsdam. Casey, why still use Foster instead of using your real last name? Um,
3: I don't know. <laughs> Is that a good answer? <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's just easier. It's, it's, I think a more palatable last name than, I mean, my real last name is Fossbenner. And the reason I even went with Foster is because when I was first hired as your producer, Doug Kabinski hated Casey Boy. Um, and the Ooh, reason I was the uh, assistant yeah. program
2: director, yeah. Yeah,
3: so, and the reason I'm Casey Boy is because when I started as an intern, there was a girl named Casey. And so she was Casey Girl, and I was Casey Boy. It's
0: just so we could tell who we were talking about. Right, right.
3: so that's how I got the name Casey Boy. And Mm -hmm. so people ask why I'm not Casey Mann. And it's like, well, because, A, it doesn't matter. And, B, you know, Casey Boy for the longest time, I'm not going to change my name. And that's probably why I go by Foster as well. Also, there aren't many Foss Benners in the... uh, book, so you know, Be easy to track you down, easy to track me down, my mom down, and you know, all that I, sort of stuff. Yeah, so. I don't
0: use my real name, and it was just a decision. I didn't like the way it sounded, so you change it. You can do it in radio if you want to. My original name is uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Wow, but, yeah. But, yeah, I heard this that is, is my original name. <laughs> um, all right, Casey, uh, last question, okay. by far the best one sent to any of us. This is from Steve South in River, New Jersey, or Steve in South River, New Jersey. And it says, Casey, if your mom and your wife switched bodies like in Freaky Friday, and you had to have sex with one of them to switch them back, who would you do? Dude. Brilliant question. That is a psych that is a
2: psychopathic question. Mm-hmm. It's awful. That but that is it, it's a psychological profile. Mm-hmm. All right, so oh, dear
6: God. So you're you're so I'm either,
2: in I'm your either, body. I'm yep. either
3: I'm banging my he can't even my say mom it. and my wife's body so I'd be no. so my mom would be aware or I would have to get physical with my mom's body even though my wife's yeah consciousness was inside of that. Oh, man. I'm not. No, here's the deal. They're going to stay like that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're wow. going to stay like that for the rest of their lives. I'm Good sorry. Answer. I'm not doing it. I would it. think
0: it would be easier to, to have sex with the body of your wife because how hard would that be to do?
6: Dude, then his mom your would
0: your know. your mother. Yeah, but his mom would know, but his mother would probably be okay with it in <laughs> the fact that what she's doing is a good thing for her son who she loves more than life itself. Okay, listen. I, may
2: I ask uh, may I, my answer? I, yeah. would, I would do mom with my wife's consciousness in there because you don't want Because you're you're, then you're actually having sex with your mother. Yeah, it's just the shell. The shell is different. Here's what I'm gonna do. So
0: you think you'd be able to rise to the occasion of your
3: mother?
2: My mom is pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) I,
3: I figured it out. Now, so listen. My first choice is they're just gonna live like that for the rest of their lives. But if I couldn't choose. I would knock my my wife's body out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I would go. knock or just her, get her out. So cold. hammered, yeah. No, no, that not it even actually know.
0: turns her on. She
3: could not be awake. I would have to either roofie her or smell oh, this rag. Smell her. this
0: rag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs>
3: smell the rag yeah. or her, uh, go find some medical grade like propofol, whatever it is. She will not be awake whatsoever. It's like when you get a colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah they
2: knock you out. All right, okay. I got you.
10: That's all right. terrible. So those are the
5: individual I questions. I hated all three of my questions. They're great. <laughs> They're the best ones. Can we do this again? I, I really enjoyed this. And this we have cool. so much, we're going to
0: have to do yeah. it eventually. Um, this is a big one. Right. No, that's too much. Do oh, it. Do it. it do right. it. It says, I don't mean to be too grim, but this may just be the apocalypse-esque world we're living in these days. But I was wondering, if you guys, have you guys ever discussed... What would happen to the show if, God forbid, something unplanned were to happen to Preston or Steve? I don't want to discredit the contributions from the other members of the show, but I just can't imagine the show continuing without both of its namesakes. In the music world, Led Zeppelin couldn't continue without John Bonham and Hollywood The Office just wouldn't be the same without Steve Carell's Michael Scott. So, what's the plan or is there even one for when Steve buys the Batman figure that pushes his wife over (laughs) the edge or when Preston is buried alive by an avalanche of partially used disposable cameras... He had yet to discover. Thanks, guys. Have a good flight. <laughs> that's I, I from, actually hang asked, on. That's from Henry and uh, Cherry Hill. I
5: asked Kathy that same question when we were driving to uh, day off at the slopes, uh, the cardboard classic. We we uh, drove over to the um to the mountain together to Jack Frost, and I I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't know what the plan would be if one of you guys were to go, and so the the hypothetical that I posed to her was: Would Casey assume the role as the host? And.
0: I I don't have an answer to you guys. Uh, yeah, I do. If um, if uh, if Steve were to, well, we being pretty grim here. Die, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or leave the show. Uh, no, I would not continue on this show. I would, uh, I would quit. I would, uh, I would not try to do a, another version of it. I wouldn't bring anybody else on board. I'd go and maybe do a, a solo jock show or something, or be like a pickler or be a pickler. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I, I I feel the same way. I mean, I that's why I've said since I I did have the the cancer scare in 2014, I'm I'm good now. i would probably say cancer I'm uh, cancer free, but the ultimate um the shows the show. And I think that's um you know, and I, my plan is to keep on going as long as you well, know people seem to enjoy it.
6: Steve, that's what that's what I said to Nick. I said, "Fortunately, uh, I don't think we have to worry about that because Steve will work until he dies. Oh, yeah. He's not going to retire. <laughs> yeah. I said I don't think Steve will ever retire. No, He'll just no. die one day.
2: Yeah. I, and and Steve's up on the mic and then Kathy will go run down the hall and, and then check on her appearances.
6: <laughs> I'll yeah. see if I'm going to get paid for another appearance somewhere.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess that's the basic answer. Yeah. That. yeah. All right. And uh, one last story. This is from Mike McCusker in Skip What happened to Drunk Day? And I'm sure that was asked by a lot of people, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'll answer that. We got tired of doing it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: if there was something we did for
3: you know, a few years in a row, we don't all, all of a sudden do it anymore. We got tired
0: of doing we it. Got, we got tired of doing it.
5: I think <laughs> it impacted other people too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I think when you when you do it, it's fun. Um, I, I did a few of them over the years, and I always loved doing it. But you kind of make an ass out of yourself, and you're not just making an ass out of yourself at this point. You're making an ass out of the people in your life.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: So, so I my mean, hangover also, got if you, worse.
2: Yeah, yeah the you, hangover. Yeah, the, you, oh you, you would
0: get just decimated, I, Kathy. Kathy, I just simply don't want to get that drunk anymore. Yeah. I, I, I like tying one on. I'm going to tie one on tonight. <laughs> uh, but that. Drunk? Yeah, we don't drink like that anymore. Stupid drunk man! Yeah. And I, I did. Uh, daddy, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And
3: also, if you recall, I mean, there were at the, the one point three of us on the show who didn't drink. Yeah. Preston yeah, didn't yeah. drink for a couple of years. Yeah,
0: that's right. I stopped for a while, was trying to figure out if it was causing my migraines. Yep. Yeah. So.
6: And then uh, you found out it wasn't, so you started drinking.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Drank four times this week already. Okay. <laughs> the pandemic does that. So this has been. Uh, ask me anything with the Preston and Steve show here with a huge stack of questions. I have a moment for you. We may eventually get around to these at another time or resubmit and, and, uh, and try and find out if there's anything that we missed out on. But please do that at PrestonandSteve.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
9: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
6: Hey, I'm Robbie Landis. Join me and my co-host, Jake Lyon, on the Owl's Nest as we take you through all the latest in the Overwatch League. Download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever
3: you get your podcasts.